I was waiting until we were recording to uh, bring up this fact that I just discovered. Okay. Oh, is it that the title of Goofy Movie refers to both the character Goofy and <laughs> well, the hijinks that he gets up to? Hold up. What? Okay, my 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 fact has to be set aside. That is groundbreaking. Yeah, oh, that's man. wild. Um, but I okay, so actually, guessed. so anyway, so I was looking up what was nominated for best original song in nineteen for nineteen ninety five. I totally should have been. Yes, and I'm looking at the list. And in 1994, there's a song, Look What Love Has Done, from the Academy Award nominated film, Junior. Oh, no. <laughs> Junior is an has more Academy Award nominations than a Goofy movie. That wow. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Trash Watch Podcast. This is week number four. Is this four of our, uh, or is this five? Uh, it's five or five. six, depending on how five you count. Five or six. Okay, I would say yeah. six because six. Grease Let's 2 counts. That. Yeah, you're right. Grease 2 does count. This is week six of our uh, summer of sequels here at the Trash Watch Podcast. It's Brian's first week coming from 1995, a goofy movie. And, oh, God, I know we all had... A huge blast of this. And Ashley, you introduced us to a great guy today who's also a huge fan of a Goofy movie. And I cannot wait to talk about this. I think he might be the biggest Goofy movie fan. Is this true Nick Myers of Face Club and Jinx the Fox fame? Uh, I mean, yes. It is empirically proven that I am, in fact, the largest Goofy movie fan. Yeah, he's like eight <laughs> foot four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really bizarre I mean, to watch him on the screen. It yeah. is just like the nightmare at the beginning of the movie. It is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's the only yeah. person who can actually lay down on a Zoom call and we can still see his face. It's yep. very strange. <laughs> yeah, that's how I do it. <laughs> well, welcome, uh, Nick. We're glad to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I am so excited about this fucking movie. And not even because like this movie is, is awesome because it is. But I am so excited about next week's movie because an extremely goofy movie I have seen conservatively 485 times. Like, I have seen it so many times and I cannot wait to talk. That's about weird it. to me because I feel like I've seen it three times maybe in my life. I've seen it once. I know it very well. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to being like horny for the librarian along with Goofy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could do the disco duck and try to get a date. I believe in you. I mean, nothing else has worked. Might as well give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I do, I do love this movie. There's a lot that I didn't recall from this while watching it Friday night. So I'm really excited to explore, like, Chris's confusion about, oh, I didn't know this is what was happening here. Yeah. I will say, I, uh, we're, I think we're all in the bag for this movie. Since we refuse to talk to anyone who's not in the age range from Brian to Ashley. Sure. We're all like the perfect target demo for this movie. So yep. uh, if you're yep. looking for uh, objectivity, go somewhere else. Sorry. Go somewhere else. Yeah. I think I you saw this movie to. in the theater when it came out. I, awesome. I, I, have I a, wanted to, but I didn't get to see this one in the theater. I have a memory that that happened. I, it must be true. Were you a good kid? 
I was, if it came out in 95, I was eight. So the perfect age for this movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. So were you, were you uh-huh. did you watch uh, a goof troop? Did you have the Disney back then? No, I didn't. I didn't have the Disney channel back then. We didn't. I don't think we had cable when I was that age. So, yeah, I mean, obviously it's this is a Disney feature and it stars uh, Goofy and his son, Max and PJ and Pete and all the fun people. But let's get into some of the uh, I mentioned this earlier of the murderers row of voice actors that's in this movie. I mean. You've heard all of their voices a million times before. You have Bill Farmer as Goofy, Jason Marsden as Max Goof, Jim Cummings as Pete, Kelly Martin as Roxanne, Rob fucking Paulson as PJ. Mm-hmm. Like, Which, fun fact, uh, Rob Paulson has admitted several times in interviews that he has never seen this film in its entirety. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. I love that. And of course, Wallace Shawn is in this as well. And I just Wallace Shawn, sorry, you yeah. Can't forget uh, Jenna Van Oy because she's oh, like she yeah. was like double billed like of over Kelly Martin. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like wait a second. Like uh, I'm gonna pull I'm gonna pull a deeper one. I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out Pat Bertram, who is the Ooh, yeah. MC at the Possum Park, uh, who I know best from Back to the Future Part Three because he's one of the guys in the saloon going. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he, he he has that great distinctive kind of whistly whine to his voice. There's gonna be gold in the hills. Yeah, he he seems like he should perpetually talk about what's in them their hills. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yes. Oh God, it's it's all so good and so well cast. And um, jo- uh, Joanne Worley, Miss Ma- Miss Maples, the secretary, uh, was also yeah. the armoire in uh, Beauty and the Beast. That really? checks out. Okay. Yeah. It does. I'm like, I think if I'm a character in this movie, it's that secretary. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. But I also, I also kind of pegged you as Stacy, Roxanne's best friend. Oh, I'm yeah. Not, actually. I'm not a cool nerd. I'm just a nerd. Like, this is <laughs> like, she's got parties and she's like That's the class president. That's true. She's more Leslie Nope than I am. And I'm very leslie nope also like, uh just those out there ashley not not to you you got a great scorecard and everything but stacy <laughs> yeah for she's got sure a tight she had like the, the way the, the way the audience goes wild for her that is that is a, a pleased crowd that is a yes. very happy student body y'all ever yeah. been to one of stacy's parties no <laughs> your life is gonna change welcome yeah. to a stacy's braces party <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> I love her little blossom hat too though. Like and, yeah. and Jenna Van Oy was on Blossom. Yeah, she was the front yeah, she was seven on Blossom. It's so seven, perfect. six, four, eleven. It's one of those numbers. Seven. She's seven. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I guess let's let's get into it. Brian, it's your movie. Take us down the magical road. Well, hold on. What's that sound? It's the horny horn right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, it's a movie we're covering. It's going to be horny. Yeah, Nick, we forgot to warn you that all of these movies are horny. Yes. Oh, you don't have to tell me that um, uh, Roxanne was my sexual awakening. Yeah, I'm (laughs) pretty sure. I was eight years old and I was like, well, that is my type forever now. (laughs) Do you want to be on every episode? Because I was literally about to say that and I was so afraid of being the only one who was going to say it. No, man, I got your back. Nick, I regret to inform you, you are the new Chris. You are going to have to spend every week spending hours diving into Amazon reviews to find the absolute biggest oh, nut jobs. Just wait for this week, my friend. Oh, just no. you wait. 
so we open on this on this dream where Max is in a cornfield uh, and he starts running or field of wheat. It's a field of wheat and he's running towards Roxanne, who is in this like Marilyn Monroe slash I don't even know how to describe this gown. It's, but there's just Grecian goddess. This, like billowing yeah. white gown in the wind. So much leg. Like so much, so much underage thigh. Let, <laughs> yeah. Do they have underage dog thigh? Yeah, so I was about Correct. to say we can't gloss over the fact that these are supposed to be dogs. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, yes, it's yeah. It's um, say what you're gonna say, Nick. Say yeah, yeah. Well, no, I was gonna say, do they ever establish what grade they're leaving, or is that? I thought I, it was them leaving middle school, going to high school. No, okay. I feel like he. No, I feel like he is like. 16 A or junior something. yeah I mean, or something I, i'm not disagreeing he, i'm just saying they're old enough to like drive although he does he ride the 14 year old son he rides a skateboard 14? School. Oh, okay. 14 14 year old son so He's yeah freshman <laughs> All right, Brian, take us back to this weird body horror sex dream. All right. So in the as the parents guide puts it in the very beginning of the film, Max has a dream and sees the girl that he has a crush on. Semicolon Roxanne. Not how a semicolon works. <laughs> she is wearing a seductive <laughs> dress that reveals much of her thighs. One shot mm-hmm. is focused on her buttock underneath the dress. No nudity. Just, is just shown. a single a single buttock. <laughs> a single, a single buttock. one. Yeah, it's yeah. the left one. She mm-hmm. almost she almost kisses him. Uh, let's talk about the David Cronenberg body horror that happens in this nightmare where he slowly starts transforming into his father. Which oh, one, there's uh, one tooth at a time, my friend. <laughs> let, let, there's nothing psychological about this, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, for, Freud, totally Freud watches this movie just fathers? like, Freud is just watching this movie like, hmm, yes, how interesting. Yeah. Sometimes I, a cigar is just a cigar, and sometimes a goof is just a goof. Okay. But I wrote down this might be the best encapsulation of puberty in a film where, like, you're having a sex dream and then also body horror about the changes you're going through and you're afraid True. of ending up like your parents. It's all a puberty just in, like, one, you know, 35 second opening scene. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, puberty was really weird for me anyway. I think it's weird for oh, everybody, Chris. but, like, <laughs> I didn't experience it until I was almost 17. So, like, yeah, I was, like, the hairless, catastrophe like, monster. You know, I, I could, yeah, it was weird. It was weird. My voice didn't drop until I was almost a senior in high school. Like, mm, so. So you were the choir director's, like, dream. Yeah, yeah, no, I had a lot of stuff that I got to do that yeah. not a lot of other people did, but. Yeah, it was also really embarrassing to be like, oh, yeah, we got a change in PE class. So, <laughs> look, Johnson still doesn't have armpit hair. That's an exciting day. Yeah. So, oh, but anyway. Oh, um, yeah, we should also tell Nick, this is therapy for Chris. This is yeah. legally, this is court-mandated therapy every week. It's true. What a creative way to do it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, it's cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, um, so, so what saves us from this nightmare, Brian? Uh, well, he wakes up. And to his alarm going off or the no, the phone ringing, the phone ringing, mm-hmm. which is a Mickey Mouse phone, which is where the first time I, I uh-huh. made, had this question, which is where does Mickey fit into the goof troop cinematic universe? Yeah. Because he comes back later and I, I, I'm just really trying to figure out like how he and Donald Duck like factor into like what is Mickey? Sta- like clearly Mickey is of some status. So as to have yes. a phone yeah, designed back for him. He's a celebrity. We had to take both things at face value, that he is popular enough to have merchandise based on his likeness, and also so unpopular that he has to hitchhike across the country. I have a theory already. I think, I think Mickey a, got I think... canceled in this world. Okay, I think Mickey is Louis too. C.K. Yeah. <laughs> M.I.C.K. 
Oh, don't look away. Oh, oh no. Oh, that's a Man, now I'm never going to work for Disney. I'm going to write a screenplay and they're going to be like, oh, we reviewed your podcast. No, thank you. I think Mickey is like a Hunter S. Thompson kind of character in this movie, you know, or he's just kind of a nomad artist type. People know him. People the love Johnny him. Johnny Depp but... played him in a movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fear and Loathing at Walt Disney World. I would watch mm-hmm. that. We're somewhere around Barstow on the edge of the desert when the drugs began to take hold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine seeing Goofy while on acid? Like your head would explode, right? <laughs> That's how he got designed. It's true. Bob also, Iwerks was on acid and was like, I got it. A big dog it. man. Also, who's some friends with a cat, but maybe bear? We don't really know. Also, <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, if somehow figure out your six degrees of separation, get this to someone who can make remake Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas with Mickey and Donald. Like that oh is the God. side movie that's happening. Yeah. So, so this poor cool teen Max, his room gets invaded by his his uncool dad, who for some reason is wearing a towel wrapped around him. I think it's only hiding his, I guess, voluptuous breasts. I don't know why he's up to all the way. Yeah, he's wearing it too high. Goofy is living his best life. I mean, more power to him. Um, But uh, a little clunky here. This very subtle power line set up where they're talking like he's only the biggest rock star in the world. Dad, the Mambo King, which begs (laughs) the question, who's been buying all of this power line paraphernalia that is like covering max's room i'm like it's been here for a while like how how little attention are you paying to your son goofy he's a single father doing his best ashley he is i mean he has the short-term memory of a goldfish you know so i i have (laughs) Uh, a feeling he probably just doesn't notice another five hundred dollars maxwell sure thing (laughs) based on the plot of the second movie max may be a semi-professional skateboarder at this point that's true that's true we don't see him have a job and maybe it's possible he's, he's been stealing all this stuff. That's what the principal was worried about anyway, yeah. right? He's, he could turn into a thief. huh? Mm-hmm. So maybe he has been stealing all this stuff. I never finished the first and only season of a goof troop. So I'm assuming they probably get into that part of it by the end of it. Maybe, you know, uh, well, goof troops a prequel to this. So goof troop occurs before this. So I guess this is actually just a sequel because goof troop was out before this movie. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. Max is like 13 or 12 in that oh, one. That's true. That's true. Um, but I, I I will say the only time I'll say this that I was disappointed in the movie that Xavier Cougat the never comes back. Yep. Yeah. That setup of of who Goofy knows you're like oh I know him and he gets him into the Powerline concert. That's all I'm looking for. He's so good. He's so good. Um, Chekhov's Cougat and we got disappointed. Yes. The classic Chekhov's well, Cougat. Uh, actually, Brandon. Uh, the reason why Xavier, the the only reason why Xavier Cougat did not appear in this movie is because he was dead. He died in 1990. Okay, I have a confession. Since we now have left, Max has left the house and is heading to the school. I did not remember that this movie is a musical (gasps) at all. I thought it was like the two Powerline songs, and that was it. If it makes you feel better, the movie also most of the time forgets it's a musical. That's true. But yeah, even sitting here last night or on Friday night watching this with Merritt, I go, 
wait, is this shit a musical? And then she goes, she pauses the the screen and goes, are you serious right now? I'm like, yeah, I, I, I thought there were like two songs. And there's what, Brian, seven or eight altogether? Probably. Yeah. I it's I mean it's solid and I and I I love all the songs that are in it but my brain completely blocked it out. My brain when this came on I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot that this was a musical and I was so excited." I yes. like after today I just like wrote like bop underline. I love after today. <laughs> yeah. It's yep. so I I mean, oh boy. Especially after watching Grease 2 last week yes. and that horrible like first day of school song this kick-ass last day of school song, mwah, I needed it so much. I mean, I don't know why I connect to this song about the nerdy guy pining after this girl in high school so much. I, I, I will never know why it happens to just speak to me. It's a mystery. The, the, <laughs> the only, the only, the main, the only complaint I have is the line "After today, she'll be mine." Which, <laughs> no, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's some phantom bullshit. You know, <laughs> you weren't looking forward to dear Goofy. <laughs> No, I, oh, don't oh, I, I did write down Dear Max Goof. <laughs> Dear Max Goof. Yeah. <laughs> there I, were I, a lot of like moments because I I don't remember the last time I watched it, but no. I watched it a lot in the 90s. And um, I just there are just a few of those key moments where I'm like, oh, this was a laugh out loud moment for me as a child. And it's still just like heartwarming today. And they're weird moments because one of them is the is the bus driver going. Yes, the bus driver on my butt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're not wrong. I, I do want to know why there's so many jock straps. Like five people in a row are just like flinging Listen, jock straps at people's faces. OK, sometimes you need support. And sometimes well, apparently on the walk to school. <laughs> Listen, if they're dragging, they're dragging. You can't have. I that guess more out. power to you when you're dangly I... genitals that drag on the ground <laughs> on your walk. To school. There were two things that stood out during this opening number, though. That it just my brain couldn't focus on much else. It's there's a weird moment where Max like rides his skateboard past uh, the twins that are dating twins, and that's always weirded me out. That's I, real weird. Because they definitely swap. Yeah, 100%. And then also, there's a moment that Merit stopped because she goes, I'm pretty sure when they get into the school at the end of the song and Max is like walking and finishing the, the whatever the number, there's a dude that just slaps a girl's ass, and she has a visual, ugh, reaction as if this happens every single day and like uh, do yourself a favor and go back and see this i see why you're confused chrissy we've we've solved sexism but in the 90s uh sometimes men will be misogynistic oh that's what it is well that i you know you learn something yeah, that's it's been a while day. so you've probably forgotten that but yeah. yeah it's true it's true i've been living in this this perfect utopia that we have one of my favorite details from the number is that he stops in front of the store that just says records yeah and inside one of the albums is just labeled dance music. Well, did you see the reflection in the window? There's an Aladdin album. There is. Yeah. 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 And also inside, uh, Stacey's best friend is like freaking out over the power line cutout standy. Powerline is hot. You guys, I know you guys are all oh no, he is for Roxanne, but uh, he is, but he's not Powerline. Roxanne, so he's dead. But here's the thing no, 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 I will say this about Powerline he has an ungodly like chin line mm. like his jawline is insane and he's like that's his power line that's his power line is his dick Let uh, except ashley, all right we went there. ashley however 
since he's obviously Prince, he's also definitely a Jehovah's Witness. So and just be ready for that. Like, not has, it's not a problem. Just I want yeah. you to be mentally prepared for that because Prince, oh, no. Prince has like his religious retreats to for the church. So just be ready to co-host those if you get with Powerline. I mean, I might. I've I've been in a cult before. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Um, and there's oh, your Jesus! Open. Right, what bit do I have? Do I have any bits? Any bits to beat that? No, no, no. Oh, okay, so this movie actually, I, I feel like inspired me to do a lot of things later on in life. Like, um, there's a moment where uh, Bobby is drinking out of the water fountain because you know they're getting ready to set up and, and do the the prank that we're going to talk about here in just a minute. And while he's drinking out of the water fountain, he does it with a straw. Yep, I did that all the way through high school. Weird. Yeah, you're weird. It is weird. You just I had really, a you I, had a straw on your person. Just well, we my, we had straws in the cafeteria, and I just always used them. My comment on this was that like Bobby was some sort of like visco girl, like already in 1995, <laughs> just like look at me in my straw, my well, reusable. It's, it's much, much <laughs> <sanitary. laughs> this is it's just because this occurred to me after I watched the opening. I was like, okay, right. This, with the exception of the appearance of Mickey and Donald, which we briefly talked about. Mm-hmm. This appears to be in an all dog world where yeah. everyone is. So, but it, since the Mickey and Donald of it makes me think is I don't want to be that guy, but I think this movie is set in a world where everyone is racially segregated into different countries and America is all because dogs. There's the possum thing later. And like, although they're animatronics, no possum possums, but here's the thing, like, but they're animatronics. So, I mean, you could make the assumption that maybe it's, well, there, there, there are real thing. possums because one there of them. Yeah, they're real possums. animals, but I'm saying that the, all the people are right. anthropomorphic dogs. There are no like. Well, in Goof Troop, they had a cat too, Brian. So it's weird. Isn't that first baby that he photographs that looks like a humanish baby? It does oh. look like a, a very human baby. I think it's. Just, I think it's just whatever dog they based on is is like a, a bald dog, and so not much of the but dog. The came mom. Through. The mom is also very humanish. I think I've, There's I think no weird they're, ears here. They're First off, it's weirder if there are two humans in this movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> than if it's all ducks. <laughs> so if if you think so, that's fine, uh, but that makes it worse somehow. It does make it worse somehow, but I I don't know. I, I well, okay. No, yeah, they all are dogs, aren't they? Yeah, it, it's just, it's very weird. Like, I get the idea of it. It's a goofy movie, but the, it's, it becomes a problem when they're traveling all over the country. And yeah. either, like, all the facilities they use are segregated and, like, only dog people can use them. It's troubling no matter what the answer is. Like, maybe yeah. there was an animal, like, all the other animals got wiped out. There are no, you know, Scrooge McDuck is dead somewhere. Brandon, I, I do want to say, uh, I believe Pete is a cat. He's yeah, cat or bear. That checks out because he's well, he, he was originally it's according to Wikipedia. He was originally an anthropomorphic bear. But with the advent of yeah. Mickey Mouse in 1928, he was defined as a cat, uh, which is okay. weird because his wife and goof troop is clearly. Oh, a dog. yeah. I watched and, the opening trailer of the uh, I watched the opening episode today of Goof Troop. And yeah. uh, you definitely know that Goofy fucked Pete's wife. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she is definitely a dog. And her, her they have a Pete has a sister. PJ has a sister. And Goof Troop, who is definitely a dog, and but you're like, yeah. Might so be Pete has murdered his wife and daughter between the cartoon show and the oh, movie. God. Yeah, they're not in the movie. Delight in this. I want to go yeah. back to the end of the song because, of Do course, it. Max is klutzy and he falls down the bleachers and like, mm-hmm. and uh, Roxanne has to help him up. And <gasps> what a goof! Oh man, but I, what I just, 
I, I want to like hold little 1995 Max's hand and say, it gets better. You'll find an improv troupe someday. Because, <laughs> like, we- <laughs> Uh, but also, let me say, joining the improv troupe and even doing well in it doesn't mean Roxanne's going to love you. It doesn't get better. It, it just goes laterally. Actually. Yeah. 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 found other people to share it like, with. You're using your gift of making people laugh on purpose. Like, I guess. I'm, all I'm true. saying is I crushed Friday night and nary a Roxanne to be seen came up to me after the show. That's correct. I can attest to that. To both of those things, actually. I know both of those things are true. <laughs> he was watching me all night. He's like, oh, Brandon's going to tank. Oh, he's failing. I want to write like a, a an article that talks about how humans are really just dogs because we all need walks. Uh-huh. We need plenty of water. We need a couple scritches sometimes and we need like plenty of naps. Yeah. Like yep. we're just dogs. All of that. Treat yourself like a dog. And that's I mean, you have that power. You can just write that article. Be the article you want to see in the world. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I just did. That's the whole article. That's <laughs> Nailed it. Crushed it. Oh, I love it. Also, um, like a dog, so, anytime I go outside, I immediately want to come back in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, not uh, to jump to the ending, but to 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 talk about the first interaction that they had. She tells him, "Yes, I knew I liked you from the first time I heard you your goofy little laugh," which was, I think, we saw that moment. Yes, right? yeah. yes. Yeah. Are we to believe that that's the moment? So, up until then, maybe she didn't know who he was, right? Yeah. So he was crushing on her from afar. Yeah. Yep. Well, based on how awkward he is, I'm guessing he never like tried to walk up to her and say hello. Yeah, he was like, I, I know what I'll do. Instead of talking to her like a person, which would be weird because I'm a dog, <laughs> I, I'll stage this super dramatic musical moment in front oh of my everybody. God. This also pissed me off because at first I was like, oh, I'm going to identify with Max who's this awkward guy who doesn't know how to talk to women. But then he has like this, he has the sickest dance moves and like this great ambition to pull off this amazing stunt. And I was like, oh, wait, no, I'm worse than Max. Max is better with women than me. Yeah, Max is super <laughs> cool. I don't understand it. Well, th- that was so demoralizing for me. Like, no, he becomes the school hero guy. after this. People yeah. are like, yeah, like everyone wants to fuck him. Everyone wants to fuck him or be him. Sometimes both. I'm hot take. I'll save it for later. But I'm gonna defend. I'm gonna defend him and say that Goofy is the the villain of the movie. <gasps> oh, he's well, also the villain well, of the we'll movie. We'll get to how I think. Uh, it depends on the scene. It's which scene yeah. to scene. Uh, but here, uh, okay, but yeah, so he's so Max is in school, he's had his, his first meet cute. Uh, we're meeting his friends, we meet PJ, and until I meet Stacy, I was like, Oh, we all need a PJ in our life because, yeah, PJ is like doing he's everything for Max, man. He's very nervous, but he's I, still like, I believe the wrath of his evil Chris, father. Chris would be the PJ of our group, like, oh, a hundred percent. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm trying to defend it because there's a part of me that wants to be a Bobby, but there's also a part of me that's just like, no, you're you're a peach, man. You it's, are it's the only one in this group who has taken psychedelics at a concert. <laughs> that's, true. True. that's true. He never did get back in his body. He it's never true. did. You know, <laughs> how do we feel about, speaking of Bobby, how do we feel about this cheese whiz as drugs oh. or money stand in? I'm here. Well, for no, it, he man. he does like a cheese whiz. He there are a couple of cheese whiz money shots in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where he's like, I got the stuff, man. I'm like, I, I love it. It's an odd choice, and I like that he's kind it's of he acts choice. kind of dickish before they offer the cheese, and mm. then he's like, all right, but yeah, because he's their dealer. He's not their friend. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he rats him out later. He totally sells him out at the at the party. He's like, I don't yeah. see that goof kid at the at the concert. It's like I thought you guys were friends, and then you're right. No, they're they're business associates. They are not. Yeah, <laughs> and true. then and then after betraying Max like that, he gets to fuck Stacy. So it's yeah, and then they karma doesn't exist. Together. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, also, they end up in college together too. Holly Shore is a weird casting choice for this movie. Oh, but I love. Okay, him so, so much. I gotta tell you, uh, Polly Shore requested to not be credited for this one because, much like Robin Williams, he didn't want Disney to use his name to sell the movie off of. Spoiler alert: By the time the second movie came out, that wasn't an issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they slapped his name right on there. Ew. Well, that's, uh, the, but the they other... still definitely like used the poly shore of it all because like oh, i remember yeah. like seeing the trailers and being like the leaning tower of cheese like yeah. that was so, the, that's, the, that's the thing from the trailer yeah. but it's just so funny that he put himself on the level of like robin fucking williams yeah, i'm like buddy <laughs> I, I understand you're having a moment then i love biodome as much as the next guy i get it but yeah, but okay but here's the thing about poly shore you have to remember those like he has he has a a kind of like bananas history to him. His mom and dad started the comedy store in LA. They are the ones who oh, open, ran yeah. it, and, and own it. So it's like well, Polly's known nothing but comedians his like entire existence. Oh, so that he, also means he, yeah. he just succeeded because his parents. Yeah, okay. oh, yeah 100%. So what, 100%. Yeah, what I'm hearing is that he should know his goddamn place. Yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> yes, he should. <laughs> oh boy, Ash is getting salty. Yeah. So okay. So we get to this assembly, the end of school assembly. Oh a couple, God. a couple notes I have here from before the big moments that yeah, starts yeah. up. Uh, I was Stacy is such an interesting character because she's clearly coded as like the biggest nerd of all the nerds. Oh, her. She's also the class party. president and super popular, and clearly fucks as we said. Yeah. Yeah. She like, fucks at the science slumber parties. She yeah. contains. She contains multitudes. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um. We get to the Wallace Shawn principle. His head's so small. It's so small. It's I it's wrote, so small. He gives me weird like oogie boogie vibes with the yes. animation and just like the way he like shuffles around a little bit, especially like the mm-hmm. like his head doesn't quite go with his body. It's very strange. I think he was I think before the movie he was supposed to be like gigantically fat and he's lost a lot of weight but it only came off his face i think that's the only way to describe why everything else about him is so brutish and big and wide yeah he's he ate less salt but not less carbs (laughs) (laughs) he lost the water weight (laughs) now see far be it for me to suggest that bobby doesn't know what he's doing but we do get a shot of him welding AV cables together. Why does he have a blowtorch? <laughs> I mean, it apparently works. It does apparently work. I just, yeah, we said it already once, but just shout out to, I think, I, I would argue, this might be the biggest controversy of the episode so far, okay. uh, that up up there for iconic Wallace uh, Shawn lines, I say on the same level as Inconceivable is Science Slumber Parties. In my brain, science slumber parties, like yeah, especially because it's right it. before the song, mm-hmm, like yeah. that is burned into the wrinkles yeah. of my brain. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's deep in there. It's mm-hmm. deep in there. Iconic oh. line. Iconic. All right, let's get let's anyway. get to this banger. We got we got more bangers. Speaking of Stacy, we got more bangers to to crank out. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is so good. Um, and here's my controversial yeah. opinion. It might just be because the ubiquity of I to I. I think I like Stand Out more than I Tie. Stand Out is a better song. I, I agree. agree. Yep. Yep. It's got that fun, like, rap talk part in the middle. And so, especially if you listen to the full version on the soundtrack, because uh-huh. it's, it's, it's longer. It's like t- it's two or three times as long on the soundtrack. It slaps a little bit harder. It's got a bridge to it. I, I, yeah, I think it's better. I think it's a it, better They choice. reprise it five times in the movie. <laughs> True. Yeah. Also, like, in my wildest dreams, I can, I know I'm never going to be a power line, but like, yeah. 
I could put on a theater presentation to impress a girl. By the way, minutes before he's supposed to go on stage, you are welding. You are actively welding. Oh this feels like something you'd have done yesterday. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. Also, yeah. like he's Max is lucky that he fucked up the dance because apparently the original plan was just to do this like AV presentation that mirrors the music video. Okay. When I'm like, you could have just played the music video. Like no one's going to know that it was you doing the moves if you're dressed yeah. up like him, just recreating the video. Well, much so. like Grease 2, he's wearing glasses in this one. So everybody's like, who's that guy? Yeah, I, I Except was they little... don't. Weirdly, they don't sing a song. Who's that guy? <laughs> who's that guy? <laughs> Nick, what were you going to say? Well, I was curious. What was the original plan? And how was it ever supposed to work? Yeah. It looks like it was just going to be that, and then he's going to sneak out and be like, "Like, hey, Roxanne, that was me." I don't know. The original plan was to murder the principal because they have this trap door yes. on stage. <laughs> they- also, yeah, this high school. I hate these goddamn suburb waspy high schools yeah. that have the money to have trap space in their auditoriums. Yeah, and yeah. they're clearly doing Peter Pan, which was yeah. it's fine. It's not a great choice, but if you got the space, yeah. use it. But these these are the wingmen you need in your life who on the fly will like use a smoke machine on the main floor and hook hook you into a fly system and fly you around the auditorium to look like a badass. I mean, yeah. you have Brian and I. What else can you want? Well, I want you guys to have the upper body strength to lift me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mm, yeah, <laughs> I'll work on it. <laughs> I swear, I'm gonna start lifting again real soon. I promise. I also want to know what the end game was here originally, because like they knew they were gonna get busted. How yeah. did they? How did they not plan for that? Like or escape routes or something. Something like. Yeah. Listen, Bobby was in charge of that, but he was all hopped up on cheese whiz. He just, oh, by the way, I I said it earlier that Bobby's clearly like a stoner and a pothead in this movie. I don't think he is. I think this, this guy is huffing. That's his thing. He's Which makes huffer. the cheese whiz make yep. more sense. Yes, yeah. yes. He's definitely a huffer. He's he should have a totally... bag that he's like spraying the cheese whiz into. It's cheese whippets. Yeah. Yes, there it is. Yeah, Brian, I just want to pull the bandit up now. We're not going to have tech this good for Sherlock. They have this like multi video <sighs> editing on the fly where they like yeah. mirror and flip it, and like it's the freaking elephants on parade effects are happening. It's wild. I just want to say I'm very disappointed. I was expecting Moriarty to go flying around the theater multiple times. Right, we'll, we'll see what we could do. I don't know. I don't, we don't have the upper body strength. I think we can so, get like, to one. Okay, so <laughs> his end game was basically to just to get Roxanne to notice him right it's uh, not like a prom there's nothing post. that he wouldn't do yeah yeah obviously but like again was he gonna go talk to her afterwards and be like hey i know i had glasses on and it looked just like me but it was me like what was well, <laughs> it was probably gonna be like a whip off the sunglasses thing like hey babe and apparently his plan is not as wild as you think because as at, as he does this dance, like mid-dance, before he even really starts dancing, when he just like crashes through the screen, the whole school is like, that's my hero and I want to sleep with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, he is a school hero because he disrupts the boring principal's speech. I think that that's really what they're reacting to is like, oh my God, someone, someone did it. Someone did a prank. But guys, I think Max is more diabolical and genius level like intelligent than we give him credit for i think his plan all along was to get caught after doing this because not only does he get to do the cool song and dance number that reels her in he is now a bad boy Mm -hmm. which makes Mm -hmm. him Mm -hmm. so much more desirable that is true yeah makes sense all right 
Great plan. Never mind. Ten out of ten. And then when he goes to detention, he gets to go into the principal's office, gets the key to the school. He dances with the secretary, making a best friend for life. Yeah. Like this man, he's setting up. This really is dear Max goof. Like the the show presents says that tells you that he's awkward and unable to talk to people. But every interaction we see, he is like a master manipulator. All right. So let's uh, let's check back in with our elder goof at this point. We see him at his day job where he is taking pictures in like a Kmart photo studio. Uh, and he's just the best at his goddamn job. He's so good at it. He's so Everybody good. Rumble. Also, as I texted you all, he 1 million percent is sleeping with every single mom who comes into this photo. Oh, studio. yeah. That's, yeah. That's Goofy why you have that cleans job. up. Goofy yeah. is the only like with the. Yeah, because even Donald only has nephews like Goofy is the only one that you can really he's, say. Canonically, he's the only one who fucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the only one who fucks. I I wrote down at this point. I think he might be the ideal man dog or dog, <laughs> but like because like I mean, there's nothing sexier than like a guy that is like good with kids. There's sense of humor, great with kids, cares yeah. about his son. Yeah. Uh, and once he knows the full story, is like really cooperative and helps his son achieve his dreams. Yeah, like cool He's with like the girlfriend. Down to earth, just great. Great best yeah. person. Fantastic yeah. physical comedy. Like he's yeah. a photographer, so he's an art. He's got the arts. Several mm-hmm. catchphrases. It's what you want in a person. It really is. Uh, it's it's only uncomfortable because he has to yell a yahoo hoo hoo wee when he comes. <laughs> when he comes. <laughs> it's also a uncomfortable uh, when Pete comes out and we have this weird fatherhood dick measuring. Oh my yeah. god! Where yes. Pete's like, I'm a better father because of it. I'm like, what the fuck? What the f- no, that definitely definitively means you are not a better father. Like, you are the worst. He's yeah. terrible. I hate Pete. Yeah, Pete <laughs> is so bad. Yeah, as I as I texted you guys, Pete definitely voted for Trump both times. He velcros the baby to the seat. Like what? No. <laughs> the, there's a there's a point with this with this obnoxious child. That again, I've seen this movie a thousand times and I'd never caught it before. But Merritt, having the the eagle eyes that she does, she goes, Oh, this is so much funnier as an adult. And I said, Why? He's just like gluing her to a table. She goes, No, no, no. Did you look at the mom? Who yes, yeah, she baby. has lost the will to oh, live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just I had never noticed that before because I was just so like, oh, yeah. I hate this child. Oh. Yeah, it's the mom's fault for sure. <laughs> the mom, yeah. The mom is not helping for a reason. She's like, this yeah. is my this is my vacation. She's like at one point, Merritt goes, she's taking a nap while standing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so she needs good. she needs a goofy yep. in her life. She needs yep. she needs a good goof. Oh, okay, this can I I need to <laughs> add a goof question. sounds like goof in the mind. streets, goof in the sheets, am I right? Yeah. Uh, I, need, I I have to ask this question. Yeah, yeah. It's Goofy's full name, Goofy Goof. Yes. Is this an a, Edward Edward situation? It's a I'm Mario Mario, I think. Yeah. Oh boy. Also, a uh, fun fact though, in, in the first episode of uh, a Goof Troop, we find that that he is, I believe, Goofy G Goof. Mm-hmm. So he's Goofy Goof Goof. Uh, we don't know. We don't know if it's Goof Goof. It could be Goofy Goofy Goof, or it could be Probably like George. Yeah. Or, yeah. I, I, I love this. Goofy George Goof. I sent this to you all last night. I think I think Goofy as the first name is just it's just his, it's, it's the shortened version. It's Geofery. So it's, it's mm. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, Goof is seemingly like an Ellis Island chop job because on the map it says like this map belongs to Walter P G O F E Y. 
Benjamin Goofy, same spelling, all Goofies. So at some point, Goofy like just chopped the E-Y off of his na- last name and was like, mm. well, we don't associate with those with the, the Goofs anymore, Goofies anymore. Or, or is the Goofies like a secret society? Like, that's a bunch of it's a movie starring a bunch of like preteens looking for a treasure. The goofies. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you goofs. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's jump back, though, to Max, who is in the his life is over. He's in the principal's office. And this secretary is humming. <laughs> I love her so much. She's the best. She's so great. MVP of the film. Secretly MVP, this secretary. Yep. She's so in good. one scene, but MVP. Yes. And this is yeah. also where we get our leaning tower of Chiza, which uh, again, it just still it warms my heart. Yep. We also get PJ's face when he walks out of the principal's office. Yeah. Where he looks like he's seen a dozen Vietnams. Yeah. Well, like <laughs> based, just based on like his relationship with Pete, like PJ's PJ might die this summer. No, that was the that was Pete's plan. Was <laughs> yeah, it's I blame his teachers for not calling child protective services because uh-huh. all the signs have been there for years. Well, yeah, the mom is clearly out of the picture at this point. His sister is also dead, and it's Murdered just by the Pete. two of them. Like, yeah, this is not a great Hop situation. Hop in the for RV, Pete. PJ. We're going up to we're going up to Alaska to end it all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the one time I think I'll criticize our dear sweet Stacy, though, she walks yeah. in, she's talking through the party with with uh, Roxanne, and she says that she's going to do uh, power line ghost rainforest. Is it too much? And I was like, honey, yes. That's yeah. Too much. <laughs> yeah. Also, you're expecting me to come to a summer party when you have no AC? Mm-mm. Honey, no. Nope. <laughs> it's like the science parties. Listen, you'll be fine. You're not going to be wearing clothes by the end anyway. But she immediately redeems herself because while I earlier I wrote, we all need a PJ. We all deserve a Stacy because Stacy is oh, perfect wing woman in this moment. This whole scene is one of those that's just emblazoned in my brain. And like rewatching it, I was like, oh my God, I remember every eyebrow move that she makes, like every little nudge and all that stuff. And like the hand and oh, all of it is just burned in my brain. You guys gave me shit for not knowing when like women are into me. But this movie taught me that I need to like bump into her, knock all the things out of her arm. We pick them up together. I ask her out awkwardly. She tucks her hair behind her ear and looks sheepish while she says, yeah, like I need all these cues. It's the only way I know. I learned from watching a goofy movie. This movie does establish, I mean, and confirms later on that you you know you only know you're in love if you both reach for the same object that has fallen on the floor. Yeah. And here's yeah. the thing. I think I think Roxanne, as we mentioned at the top of the episode, is like the definition of a sexual creature in this movie. But Stacy is the one that you would want to marry and spend your life with, right? Oh, I think it's quite the opposite. I think Stacy really? is like a fuck machine who's like burning yes. her way through town. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that she's not, but I think she's the one that you would want to be with forever. She, I don't if, know, man. If, she's if you uptight. want a mom, she's type A. She's very bossy. Like this. <laughs> yeah, she's super type A. Good point. Good point. Who's the kill in this arrangement? In the fuck Mary kill of this? Oh no. <laughs> um, Pete. Well, what's our third? it's gonna be the third is the maple the third is the yes yes exactly the third is the uh the secretary oh Oh, my god oof oh that's tough i don't want to kill any of them we're gonna fuck the secretary (laughs) Uh, (laughs) we're also gonna marry the secretary we're also gonna marry the secretary and then she's gonna get on nerves and then we're gonna kill the secretary (laughs) (laughs) nick stop this Yeah, I think I, it's tough. I think, yeah, Stacy's very type A. You need to be, I think 
she needs like the most nebbish, like sheepish man in the world to be her partner. That's why Bobby would probably be actually a really good match for her. Yeah. He's just like so easy going, like whatever, back. babe. And yeah, he yeah. will hook. He will hook her up show. with the good stuff. Like, yep. Yeah, he might yeah. balance her out chemically. <laughs> well, and she's got you know, you know, her mom has a Costco you know membership, so she's getting all the cheese cans for super cheap. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a perfect setup for them. But just like I understand that she could be a sexy lamp in this movie, would be the same. I understand she's not like a very deeply drawn character. But just never are the I know, but the moment when he's like stumbling and he's like, I, I want to know if maybe you could sort of. I was kind of <laughs> sort of maybe thinking about asking you out, and then she does the back. She's like, Well, I was kind of sort of thinking that I'd love to, and I was like, Holy shit, I'm in love. Yeah, she plays. She plays back. That's oh, she's yeah. she yeah. so she yes and yeah, she yes anded him. If I hit you the ball, I need you to hit it back to me, and that's what she did in that moment. I mean, and, don't we all just yeah. aren't we all just looking to the end to our yes? <laughs> Uh, but I love you could tell how much more experienced Stacy is than Roxanne because oh, yeah. then she oh, yeah. steers her way. She's like, all right, you had your moment. This is it. It's not going to be better. Let's get you out of here. And then walk down the hall. She she's like, I told you talking. It's not going to go. Well. She's walking out like I told you men are easy. You say hi to them and then you get what you want out of them. Well, you get she has to away. separate them because if she doesn't separate them, they will never stop like going like. Uh, well, I don't know. I guess maybe I don't know. And then I don't, maybe they'll I don't do know. that thing where they're like, Oh, I'm busy that night. I have a date with you. And like, Oh, I can't. I have a date with you. Like, they're going like, to do that. So sort start of calling each other schmoopy. We don't St- want that. Uh, Stacy is the one running this. in, like waving her hand to end the scene. Yeah, she's wiping the scene. She's like, All right. Uh, yeah. And now we're in a proctologist's office. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Put my elbows down on the table. Well, all right. (laughs) Well, speaking of slippery slopes, this uh, (laughs) this is a slippery slope fallacy that the principal calls. uh, I'm I'm going to call you out on your logical fallacy um, because he's like, oh, he did this thing where he, you know, impressed everybody. He tried to murder me. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he did try to murder. That, that is true. He pulled off a prank where I almost died, uh, which means he's uh, going to end up in the electric chair. Yeah. Well, you know who else impressed people? Charles Manson. Yeah, but he. Yeah, but at cry. no point in this phone call does Goofy ask any clarifying questions. He he doesn't ask for details. He doesn't <laughs> go to Max to ask for details about what happened. He just takes the word of this sociopathic principal. <laughs> Goofy, real That's, dumb. Goofy is sweet, but he real dumb. But it's also the 90s where, like, you weren't, like, overly helicopter parenting as much. And you're just kind of like, "Ah, okay, like, I'll take, obviously, the principal's not going to say this if he doesn't really mean it, so... Well, I mean, you know. to be fair, also Pete does kind of warm him up for it because he's like he's he'll become a gang member and you know riots and stuff. Friends. And once again, he real dumb and he just listens to everything Pete says. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. And then when on the phone call, the principal's like he dressed like a gang member and sent the students into a riotous frenzy. And Goofy's like, I've heard those words before. It also says a lot about the principal that he thinks gangs are dressing up in in gold or yellow jumpsuits that like, tracks uh but uh, i don't the problem is i don't know what kind of the mood of the scene is could you uh, is there any subtle lighting they could give to like maybe <laughs> let me know how i'm supposed to feel during this phone call you mean the kmart blue light special the mo- first off the principal is like like a film noir might as well have smoke yeah. pouring out of his desk with yeah. like this the the um was the slats of the lights yeah. pouring yeah. through his room, and then Goofy starts well lit, but then the lights shut off mid phone call, 
but then yeah, the blue light special is what what saves him. Max is cool now. Max is cool now. You so yeah, so waters. everything has to fall down then for him forever. Like it has to be ruined. Yeah, he he, he become he becomes Ferris Bueller up to and including exactly the the oh. cool journey home where he saves also, a kid from electrocuting himself. Uh, he does, yep. but also Stacy's the best because Max is outside and that overdeveloped girl, as Nick described her, is like. <laughs> on his dick and she's like hey what are you doing and stacy's like no get out he's roxanne's and i'm like god damn it stacy you are the best friend ever oh yeah some of this like um baywatch like hair that mm. these, these teenagers mm-hmm. have is just wild this 1995 hair so max gets home and goofy's already packed and he's packed way too much shit for a vacation there's so much stuff on top of this car is unbelievable i'm like no 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 no. by the way that is on the cuff like this so this man we we are this is why this the 90s were such a wonderful heyday of time goofy just has a regular retail job in a photography studio he has a home right he can take a three to four week vacation whenever he wants and he's like he destroys his car later in this movie, and it's just like, eh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I can afford this. I can live. The, the cost of living is actually believable in this movie, which is bananas. So the the way I described the, what happens next, or what basically the plot of this movie is, is Goofy kidnaps his son and takes him across state lines. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that is essentially which, what happens. Which, you know, honestly, that is kind of a Pete move. Isn't that exactly what Pete's doing? Yeah, it's exactly, <laughs> exactly what he does. It's, it's such a Pete move that it's exactly the move that Pete is also doing. Yeah. And, but uh, look, I understand that it's, this is necessary for the movie to happen, but they both intentionally don't give any details about uh. either of their sides. Where he's not like, hey, I want to connect and take you on this fishing trip. And he's not like, hey, I have a date next Saturday. Yeah. Because, like, honestly, if he's like, hey, I have a date next Saturday, can we go a week later? He'd be like, okay, cool. I'm goofy and I'm a great yeah. dad. And the yep. thing, well, the end, I, end of in, the movie. In Max's defense, I can understand not wanting to talk to your parents about your love life. Like, especially someone like Goofy, it's like, it's just going to be awkward. You just have, you have to sit through that. I guess that's true. It's been a while since I'm, uh, since I've been a teenager. And now I'm at the point where like sometimes I'll say I have a date just to like leave my parents' house early because they're yeah. just so desperate for me not to be alone. They're like, oh my God. I'm like, I gotta go back to Columbus. I got a date later. And they're like, okay, get out of here. Go. Yeah. And I'm like, good. <laughs> I I didn't talk I well, I had no love life in high school, but cause it's because I was pining after the same guy for three years. His name was Roxanne. Name Roxy? <laughs> 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 it was Rocky. It was Rocky. Yeah. It was Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but he had tons of red hair. <laughs> eventually, my mom was like, "You still like Kyle?" I was like, "Yeah." She was like, "Isn't he gay?" He was. He was. Yeah. Actually, I give a little hint about all the guys you liked in high school. <laughs> it was. It was always complicated for, like clockwork. for me. Because, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was complicated for me because, like. When I got to high school, my parents are like, well, you can't drive, so you're not going on dates because we're not going to drive you around and do the stuff for you. Like, That'd so you can say you're dating people, but what are you what are you really doing? Like, you're just like, oh, we're friends, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then 
I started driving and I didn't know like how to get a date. And then I didn't I still have don't. a date for the first <laughs> year, like when I was 16 going on to 17. So I didn't really have a date ever. And my parents are like, do you not like girls or what's going on? Because you're I'm like, I've spent my whole life with you saying you're not going on dates. And now you're like, why are you not date? It's just it's too much. My 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 home life was complicated. I'm learning that more and more every day. All right, that's another thirty dollars to wow. your copay. Okay, <laughs> um, let's get I, it. I am a licensed Chris, therapist, so I, oh, I will need. Oh. I'll, I'll send you the invoice. No, that's not true. It's not true. <laughs> 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 he can get you into I a bailed, new car. I bailed okay. on that immediately. I was like, no, I can't, I can't back this up. Yeah, you were like, I'm a no licensed therapist, and we were all like, oh, go on. Are you oh, are you on. taking new patients? All of our ears perked up, like, please tell me. I don't want an improv comedian being my therapist, though. I don't want them to turn around and use that shit the next night. Yes, yes. Uh, I just, I just, I had a terrible relationship with my father. Yes, and (laughs) yeah. Uh, Brian, I got shot you out. You you gave me a little help here because this movie hits a moment of all text where where Goofy shouts, "You'll wrinkle my past." (laughs) Yes, yeah. But also, I love, I love the balls of this movie that the guilt trip fails. Where Goofy's like, I guess I'll go all alone and just do everything alone. And Max is like, Cool, cool. <laughs> if you're gonna be long, if you're gonna be longer than a month, drop me a line. Like, <laughs> why didn't we do this sooner? <laughs> and then he like I, forces Son into the car. I do have like two issues. Like one, Goofy, why didn't you take him on this trip when he was a child? You should have been teaching mm-hmm. him how to fish from like when he was like eight years old. Like you, okay, that is like. That's on you, Goofy. Yeah, but also like Max, like you, you have a dad. Like you appreciate your dad. Like, (laughs) yeah. Well, here's your dad. He's definitely wrong, but also he's once again he is a teenager, and teenagers are the worst things in the universe. Mm Yeah, add teenager anything else, it makes it worse. Like teenage Nazi, worse. It's kind of Nazi. See, Brandon, I'm glad that you you were you were amused by the way Max treats his father because the IMDb Parents Guide. You know what they have to say under frightening and intense scenes. Max's attitude and rude language towards Goofy will sadden and frighten young viewers. <laughs> yeah, the young viewers, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're... Not the mom writing that. I and parents got entry. It will sadden and frighten. So they'll be like, it will frighten okay. them so much that when they turn twenty-five, they stop talking to you and calling yeah. you every weekend. Just you because you tried to tell them about Q. <laughs> oh no! But it, but Roxanne also proves that teenagers are the worst. I love yeah. my teenagers, like my students, but teenagers yes. the worst because she's yeah. like she takes it so goddamn personally. Yeah, she's not she going to does. The show. But but I'm uh, sorry, I I don't want to. See. Goofy gets a great joke in, and then I'll, I'll you you go on your rant about Roxanne because he dro- he's saying goodbye to the house. He backs over the fence and he says goodbye pile of <laughs> broken <laughs> wood. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, that is that's such a sharply written joke. It's so good. It feels like I it feels like a joke that I I wouldn't hear like written in the best movie from today. It's yeah. so good. So Ashley, explain to us why Roxanne is a bad person. Well, it's not that she's a bad, but she, I, okay, so she's a little bit shallow because she's yeah. like only into him because of like all of this power line stuff. Because she, well, again, because she might be taking it just a little too personally that like he can't go to the party with her. Like, because she doesn't appreciate that like he's going on vacation with his dad. And I like, I get it because she definitely has a shitty relationship with her dad. But like, also, like, I don't know, give him the benefit of the doubt. He's not like abandoning you. Like, I know you're hot yeah. and you can like get it whenever, but like, it just give him a day like oh okay on. well okay hold on 
<laughs> now, it is fair because I do have the note, just talk you children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and too many dumb lies. So I, I do agree with that point of it, but I feel like there may be some course correcting and like tapping into high school Ashley being mad about the like pretty girl that all the boys are in love with. I'm, it's not it's not entirely wrong, but I'm just saying I think I think it's being heightened by that that underlying energy. Yeah, I mean that's adult <sighs> Ashley too. It's <laughs> yeah. I just like it's not bubbling under the surface. That's why it is. I mean, it's, to be fair, that's that's text. That's not common. all the adult men on this podcast with you have been talking about how much we're in love with Roxanne. I know. I see. I got She's like, when does this end? <laughs> <laughs> Never. I I do agree with you though, Ashley. There is that point where. She's just basically like, well, I guess I'll just go with someone else. Like, yeah, it is that was really shit. That was a bull, that was really a bush league move, Roxanne. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, I, oh. I gave her a red flag. I gave her a red flag. You guys. Me too. Yeah, I understand they're teenagers and they're dumb, but like the fact that they can't clearly articulate, like, hey, I'm a teenager and I don't have control of my life. My dad is forcing me to go on this vacation and I cannot be here. Yeah, yeah. and then her her being like, yeah, I'm gonna take someone else. Like, because he could have been like, I have to leave. Like, how about when I get back, we go see a movie or we listen to the CD together or like offer up an activity for your return. The movie's over. The movie doesn't happen, right? I understand that. (laughs) (laughs) You, Nick. But you are you are you are entirely correct. So, yeah. Um. Uh. This is a thing that Flintstones used to do a lot, where like if if one if if one character would just sit everybody else down and just explain to all all sides involved, like the story Mm -hmm. ends. Any story that that that's the like the building block of why it's happening just frustrates me to no end. I I kind of hate it. All right, let's get to this road trip. Yeah. <laughs> We're so early in the film still. <laughs> I understand why Max doesn't want to go on this vacation because riding in a car with Goofy driving is an actual Terrifying. living nightmare. Terrifying. Yeah. And then like, you get rest, you know, at night when you sleep in the car with him, except you don't because he snores like a chainsaw. Oh, my God. Oh my oh, God. Which is worse. Is it night or day? It's both. It's, it's all both. It. It's somehow both worse. <laughs> also, this is very accurate to road trips because they've been on the road for what? Charitably an hour. And they are both just staring daggers at each other, ready to kill each other. Like that is well, a road trip through uh, and through. As, as the IMDb trivia points out, if you look at the map, it appears that they live near Columbus, Ohio. And so watching this, I'm like, yeah, this is them on 270. Oh, yeah. yep. Oh, a lot oh, no. of lanes, a lot of nonsense. There's they, dead people. There's nuns. They, <laughs> Trump flags. Brandon, they've just hit the 670-71 junction. Like they are, <laughs> yeah. they'll be there for a while. They're trying to figure they're, out how to get out of that 315 lane into the far yeah. left lane. Yeah, it's a real pain in the ass. And Goofy's going to cause the accident that backs everybody up for like two hours. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, because he murders someone here in a second during the song. He just hits that tower. The guy's working on the sign. They fall to their death on the oh, road. Okay, so then there's actually three dead guys in this song. I well, these ones don't the come back guy. as far as we see. Yeah, the, then there's the actual zombie that gets out of a coffin and dances on top of a car. Mm-hmm. And then there's a guy that's involved in the mafia hit that's just wrapped up in what? It's the like soon a to be dead. The yes. soon to be dead. Yes. Now, yes. I will say... I missed maybe the line thing because I was very distracted by these busty country girls. Oh like they're <laughs> so were Max and Goof. Yeah. <laughs> Are y'all That's on the only thing they agree Nashville? on the whole movie is that they wanted those busty country girls. Oh man. And seconded. Also that <laughs> though. Also the they're not the country girls aren't the only ones who wanted Goofy. That pianist on the pickup truck, the eyes uh-huh. he's yeah. making yeah. at Goofy yeah. like 
this is a banger of a song too, though. Like, yes. I, and I love that it starts out with, you know, just the, the sounds of the road and it builds into mm-hmm. this really just like opening of La La Land kind of performance. And it's, and it's just, I, I choose to believe so that fun. Phil Collins was watching this movie. First off, I just choose to believe that Phil Collins watched this movie. Second, yep. that he watched this scene and he was like, when I do Tarzan later, that's what I'm going to do for that scene. Because also, yeah, actually, really... Kevin Lima, who directed this movie, directed Tarzan. By the oh, way, nice. I really appreciate that you said Tarzan in a British accent. Like, yeah. thank you for not saying Tarzan. That was completely unintentional. Well, it was Ryan, always take nice. credit. Take Speaking credit, as a white man, man, always take credit. He also <laughs> directed 102 Dalmatians and Enchanted. Ah, Enchanted he sequel has... coming next year. Which apparently he is not involved with. Yeah, uh, we mentioned Donald and Mickey were hitchhiking during this. Uh, I also love this is near the end, but I love the friggin' parachuting groom that's like parachuting down into the. Oh, car. They, that yeah. it happened one night. That's it. Yeah, it's yeah. Yep. I did have a question though during all of this is because we see all of all of these characters reappear throughout the rest of the movie on this trip. These nuns were going to see Powerline. <laughs> yes, they were. Yeah. And so was Mickey, by the way. He's in the audience. If you look yeah. close enough, Mickey's in the audience, too. Um, but you got to so get me into the, the Powerline concert. I'm on, I mean, I'm on hard times. He tells times. you he's going to yeah. California. That's his line. Yeah. He's going to California. So are they just all going there? Or are they just following Goofy? Because it's like, oh, well, Powerline's this the biggest person in the world. I guess so. I guess so. Even Uh, the dead cannot remain (laughs) dead when Powerline is on the line. He's also according to the trivia, Powerline. One of Powerline's original names was Deep Freeze. No. Uh, Another another snippet from the trivia. Apparently, originally the small man and the large woman were like a recurring character that they kept running into, and the like gag was that Goofy kept injuring the large woman. The trivia says it was quickly dropped for being unfunny and misogynistic after reviewing the first demo reel. However, because she was a recurring character, they got Pat Carroll to do the voice of the large one. Yeah, they did. The only surviving line is her, oh yeah. So Ursula says, oh yeah. And that's why she's in the movie. (laughs) Yep, that's it. I think it's just a fun number. It's a banger. Goofy murders two people in the middle of the song. Yeah, and it's (laughs) just a road song and it works. You and know. it takes us to a possum park. Lester's mm-hmm. possum park. Mm-hmm. But on the way, also, speaking of troubling questions about the world, Goofy is humming the song, which confirms that in this musical, even those numbers are diegetic. Because Goofy's like, yep. we all heard the melody. I'm just going to hum it. Brandon, it's, it's the Grease 2 problem from last week. It's Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, it's it a ever. real pickle. Or did Goofy just like black out and sing it? Like he wrote the song in his head. <laughs> And that Max has been driving really this whole time. Like, a, I, uh, he blacked out. It's it's. He wrote the song years ago. It was a big hit on the radio, and yeah. he just started singing it. And then all these people drove up, and they're like, "Hey, it's the guy who wrote that song. Let's all sing it." <laughs> uh, yeah. So Lester's Possum Park. Do we want to talk about this? Uh, you know, Country Bears riff. Ah. Yeah. This, uh, song, this song kind of slaps too. I was gonna say, honestly, even yeah. Lester's Possum Park is kind of a banger. I love the broken ones, uh, but I love the one of those memories that just is like stuck in my brain is this crying child like that doesn't want to go into Possum Park. Mm. My note was this: Lester's Possum Park is attended exclusively by kidnappers and their hostages. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes. Except uh, apparently yeah. for the for the the little girl in the tutu who is loving it. Okay, so here's my question though. Is because right, this is about perspective. So 
Max is looking pretty miserable through this whole thing. Yeah. Is he just missing out because he refuses to participate? Would he actually have fun? Or is this torture? He is missing out because he's a teenager. Uh, I, I this, really this, do believe I, that. At this point, it's torture. It is the country bears like this level I love of si- the country bears. Like we'll get to we'll get to the montage later. He finds a way to have fun and he begrudgingly has fun. But the only fun he gets, I think, from this kind of thing later is like the fact that him his dad's enjoying it so much. So you know. I think at best, if he really committed, he would be like, Well, my dad likes it, but I don't see any way that him and his personality as set up could derive any enjoyment out of what occurs at Lester's Boston Park. <laughs> <laughs> I also like, I love that Goofy takes a picture with the possums. I think that's so great. By the way, you'll be happy. My bank account is safe this week because I cannot and have not been able to find a possum hat. Oh, God. I tried so fucking hard. I have tried so fucking hard. (laughs) I have two parents' guide entries to read about the Lester's Possum Park. First off, uh, under profanity... Uh, Mark calls Max calls the person in the possum costume a doofus. Doofus spelled D O O F A S, a doofus. <laughs> Should have called him a goofus. <laughs> Second, under frightening and intense scenes, Goofy and Max had to wear rat hat, but it looks like a dead rat. It might scare some people. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, really. He's got so, that down. They didn't. They 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 honed it on doofus, but they missed the my life's a living hell. Oh no, that that's there. That's, that's there too. That's there too. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. Uh, but that that one's written. I, that one's written normally, so it's not as it's not as fun. I just want to say that again. Goofy <laughs> might be the perfect man dog because Goofy doesn't give a shit what other people think about him, that's and true. he's a great role model. For his insecure teenage son. <laughs> also, also, I'm looking at the, the parrot's guide and under profanity it says, no profanity, but there are a few arguments between Goofy and Max that might make some people sad. I mean, they made me sad. They're a couple. True, I actually, I legitimately teared up at one point during this movie. And That's not really a huge compliment though, Chris, buddy. No. Uh, anyone else big American Gods fans? Uh, I, I, I love the, the book. book. I read the yeah. book because one of the things in the book is that these like roadside tourist trap attractions are like places of power yes, in the American yes. sort of mythology. Yeah. And so I couldn't help but imagine like a bunch of secret deities hiding behind Lester's possum park <laughs> having some meeting Lester in the, in the costume. Yeah. Like there's, yeah, there's that's... a weird God Lester that's been summoned by the, into the world by Goofy's belief. <laughs> Uh, and he's yeah, trying the, to save Max, and Max is not having it. Not he having will it. not talk to them. Yeah, Max <laughs> is getting awesome. mocked by this, as I describe them, the island of freaks. <laughs> yeah, and I actually don't understand that, because they're like, everybody there is all in on this possum park. They got the hat, oh, yeah. they, got the, they know the songs, they know the parts, they're singing along. And then Goofy joins them, and they're like, ah, look, it's Dork and Dork Jr. That doesn't seem realistic to me. I think they no, just welcome them in. To the, uh, you know, the possum. Yeah. Posse. The possum posse. Yeah. yeah. They're just real afraid of outsiders. That's, the- <laughs> that's, that's what it is. True. Uh, also, like, if there was a, uh, a possum Pete's possum park or whatever, in this day and age, it would be overrun by hipsters at this point. For sure. Overrun. For sure. 
Yeah. And American Gods fans. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the first time I wrote down it's it's tough to watch because this is the fight with Goofy where he's mad at him and Goofy's trying to understand, but Max is like, forget it. Let's get out of here, man. Well, this is this brings us to my meta question. Mm-hmm. Is nostalgia toxic or important? Because Goofy's just like Both. totally driving on nostalgia at this point. Like his whole idea of this vacation is about his experience as a child and not about his relationship with Max. I, th- I think well, I think the problem is he grabbed the wrong thing because what's important is that he went with his father and had fun. And in his mind, it's that we went to this specific place thinking that will recreate the thing. And really, it's just about the having the trip and the connection. And like, clearly, this is not Max's jam. Go to stuff that'll be Max's jam and he'll enjoy the trip as we see later. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very sad scene. They fight. He tosses the world's saddest looking uh, possum hat in the rain. Which oh. I had a question. This looks like Our- kill. Yeah. Do we think these possum hats are made from real possums? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fake possum okay. first, too expensive. Yeah. No, yeah. it's it's the possums that that don't make it through the uh, the photo sessions that become the hats. Yeah. Brian. Goofy also killed those two possums. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's yeah. part of the Lester's Possum Park experience. Kill <laughs> anyway, a possum, get a free hat. Here it is. <laughs> what, you, what you don't see is in the gift shop. There's a shirt that says, "I went to Lester's Possum Park and all I got was rabies." Like, oh no! <laughs> oh gosh, Max, I'm afraid of water. Uh, so from there, we cut to Goofy setting up his tent, and uh, what should arrive but the world's largest camper and the world's shit. worst person? Yes. Pete. If you had told me two weeks in a row we would see not only a bowling alley but nuns enjoying random things, I, I would I would have laughed at you. But the fact that they put a bowling alley on top of this RV is insane. a lot of connections. And let, uh, well, let me yeah. tell you, I it it made me want to go bowling all over again. Brian, let's go bowling. When are you yes. going to go, bud? And Nick, quick, quick, quick check. Have you seen Spice World? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm, I was I'm 34 years old. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. making sure. Talking uh, about my sexual awakening. Yes, of course. <laughs> there's there's the t-shirt right there. I'm 34. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then I think we need to decide. So uh, Pete's camper or Spice Bus? Spice Bus. Spice Bus. Not okay, with the top. You don't get the that, occupants. You just get the vehicle. A, that's important. That's important. You don't own the Spice Girls. I'm going RV for me. Yeah. I'm sticking yeah, with I, Spice Bus. I, I gotta go RV. It has, Dude, has Pete's camper is bad ass. It's bad. They had a bowling alley. Brian would hang out with me all the time then. Yeah. Yeah. It's so big and it has so many things. They know that. They knew it was like, okay, well, you're not going to be able to park in a clearing big enough every time. So here are these saws that come out of the side <laughs> and make the clearing for you. It just takes out a forest. You have like dot claws that grab into the ground. Yeah. It's it's a villain's vehicle from like a Marvel. Feature. He's a villain. <laughs> he is that a he villain. is paying for on his part-time photographer's salary because he shares it. He shares responsibility. Oh, no. Yeah. If That's his anything, wife's uh, life insurance money. Yeah. If anything, this this man is just like. Ashley's troubled by this bit. I am. <laughs> yeah. He might be an assistant manager at Kmart. Yeah. That's Listen, it. Pete has like Bob Dole stickers on this RV. That is what's missing. <laughs> yes, it's 1995. Yes. They're definitely Bob Dole stickers. Bob Dole. I mean, I wrote in all caps, gross capitalism. Like, this, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is way yep. this is yep. ridiculous. Yeah. So is the bowling alley only there so he can do the under the thumb speech? Is that yes. literally it? Yep. 
Okay. Well, actually, no, probably started with them going, the animators going like, okay, what'd be an absurd thing to have in a camper? Like, what wouldn't you need? And they yeah. like, that's a pretty good answer. Like the idea of taking a bowling alley around with you when you go camping True. is pretty peak glamping absurdity. Hey, hold on. Are you, you're suggesting that I would not need a bowling alley when I go camping? I mean, you might, you Brian. would need one, but the rest of us will be okay. You're an atypical case, Brian. Um, <laughs> so I don't go camping. So the idea of like a tent on—that's the, the other thing. It's like I'm not—I'm not even going camping in the first place. So we know that Pete is the worst dog person, cat, yeah. cat person, bear person, person, cat, and cat bear. slash bear. <laughs> and he, no you know, is like, oh, bear. <laughs> where's where's PJ? Oh, he's loafing around here somewhere. He's not loafing, no, my he's friends. Not yeah. He's working his ass off. Working his ass off and dancing his ass off. <laughs> And yeah, yeah. making the best of it. Making the yeah. best of it. That's what said, Disney movies yeah. teach us. Whistle, I, said, I love this scene so much because it builds the relationship of uh, PJ and Max. And because yep. because like he he ribs him a little, but like it's in a very supportive, fun way. Like they're yep. both like it's not like oh god, you saw me. He's like you're just jealous. Like I got the moves, baby. Yep. Like I, I really like the friendship between these two. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. I said to Merit though while we were watching this, I go, oh, this is his punishment for the the prank that they pulled, right? And she goes, no. He likes doing this. He loves cleaning and dancing uh, to power line. And I'm like, shit. Also, okay. he would have had to do that anyways. Like his yeah. dad makes him do that since he was born. Yeah. Um, but I do like because Pete let, or PJ lets us raise the stakes because this is where he found out the whole town knows that he's going to be at the power mm-hmm. line concert, which is Roxanne's got good. a big ass mouth. Uh-huh. <laughs> One of the things I love about her. <laughs> big ass, a big ass pause mouth. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you're Googling a Goofy movie like images on Google, oh. like don't type in Roxanne Goofy movie because the list that populates underneath it will it, it will ruin you for humanity. It's got that Pixar th- booty that ugh. just don't quit. <laughs> it's so it's got so that aggressive. Goof troop booty. <laughs> it is so aggressive. Yeah, so now we're back on the roof with Pete uh Northdown. He's a real Pete's of yes. shit. Gotta keep them under your There you thumb. go. That's the good Oof. stuff. That's a, that's a uh, real good one. I like that. Can you, can you say that again? Yeah. Uh, this is a real Pete's of shit. Mm. I'm going to splice in a mm. laugh track here just so. Oh, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> I, I get another comedy award. Oh my God. The balloons, Brian, they're back. <laughs> I didn't know we had a live audience. Are those doves? <laughs> oh my God. Oh, uh, this is the Academy Award? They give Academy Awards for best joke? Elton John, what are you doing here? <laughs> And Eminem, you're back together again? <laughs> Is Kevin Hart going to host the rest of this podcast or what's oh, up? Oh, my God, yes. Uh, no, he, we, 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 we have, we'll have none of him. Oh, yeah, we right. read his tweets, yep. so he's yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, all, all we have is Ricky Gervais just listening to us, just going, I don't care. Or, or, I don't, I don't care. Look at me. Goofy has the tragic flaw of all the superheroes from like animated shows. Because I noticed when I was like watching the DC shows that if superheroes show up somewhere, they'll just believe the first person who says anything to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, so Goofy's standing there, and Pete's like, you got to keep him under your thumb. He's like, I guess that's true. Someone said it to me. <laughs> yeah, well, again, Goofy's never asked a follow-up question in his life. So. <laughs> I mean, Everything like... in Goofy's world is just literal. Yeah. It's yeah. just literal. He's fucking the invention of lying. He's on the invention yeah. of lying, bro. Yeah. Oh, that's a movie I didn't finish. <laughs> now I want to say something. I don't know if anyone else feels this way, because it's been a few years since I've revisited this, but I had told myself that the perfect cast comes up a lot more than it does. I thought mm. it did too, but... Oh, yeah. 
Yep. It is very infrequent in the film. Well, okay, so you you learn it. He teaches it to you, but then it's it's too crucial. It's, it saves a literal the payoff. Is, the payoff mm-hmm. is fine in my mind, though. Like Goofy kept bringing it up and talking about it, and like, yeah. when's he gonna shut up about this perfect cast? <laughs> yeah, I thought Max couldn't do it, but almost did it like once, and then he does do it to save him. No, he just gets. Yeah, it I thought right somewhere away. in the montage we'd see him like learning it, but yeah. Instead, I'm led to believe he watched his dad do it once, and he's the kind of guy I hate at dance calls because he just yeah. watches well, it once. Well, that's and what then he's Powerline perfect. did at the end too, right? I mean, it's oh, well, yeah. this is the easiest cast to learn in the world. Well, <laughs> Powerline, Powerline's a world class dancer. He would pick it up once. That's, that's true. Just true. That's true. Well, we've seen Max is also just as good. Maybe he only watched that Powerline video mm-hmm. once and he picked that up too. Yeah. Oh my God, Powerline! Yeah, watch out, Max is coming for his job. Yeah. That's the whole movie is him coming for his job. Yes. Here's the thing, though. If you watch your dad do this complicated cast and he reels in a literal Bigfoot, you probably would remember the perfect cast for the True. rest of your True. life. Yeah. yeah, maybe. I feel like I, my, I feel like not in the way that I could perform it while hanging I, from true. a makeshift yeah. balloon. Well, it's just because you know who you are, Brandon. That's and true. I know my limitations. Great. Yeah. Um, but this Bigfoot sequence Holy did teach me something shit. else. I forgot about Bigfoot. Uh, oh, if I want to do... How'd you forget about this? the best part of the whole movie for me. No. Yeah. I don't know. Because even, like, when it happens, like... Oh. Okay, let's put it this way. I remember him casting, and then I remember seeing Bigfoot and just being like, oh, fuck, Bigfoot's in this. And then all the memories came back of, like, the jokes from Bigfoot and the puppet show, which mm-hmm. still makes me crack up like a Them fucking during this good. puppet show, oh, the, uh, the look so on happy. Goofy Max's face, it's like an audience who went to see an improv show and heard the door lock. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh. God damn it, that's perfect. <laughs> Yeah, he's just tearing through their shit. They left the keys outside. Um, he knows what the keys do. Oh, like enough he, to he understands them. the concept he, of car keys and Punch and Judy, <laughs> but yes. not underwear. Oh, not by underwear. the way, though, did you know that the Bigfoot comes back not only in an extremely goofy movie where a clear relative of Bigfoot is in college. But he's also in season three of the, the reboot of DuckTales and has dialogue and is a frat boy. Good for him. I could see that. But this so this brings me to my, my new theory, which is that Bigfoot didn't want to eat them. He wanted to entertain them yeah. like this is all. He just needs a captive audience because literally like, captive. Yeah, he, he gets <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, because uh, just spoilers for a minute, I, I texted you all. I, w- I was watching the movie. I remembered the Bigfoot and I was like, huh, I don't remember how they resolved the Bigfoot. Like, why are they able to get away? And the film doesn't show you. <laughs> yeah. It was like, Which he, is insane. Presu- I, he presumably just gets bored and wanders away. That's my assumption. Is it- we got to talk about, about High Dad Soup. Yeah. So first uh, off, he, he's, he grabs the city. Uh, my fucking heart. Oh, but your heart should feel worse because he's telling this story and he's heating up the. He uses the cigarette lighter, yep. to, to to heat up this can of soup. Which the parents' guide makes sure to note. Yeah. By the way, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> but also, he points out this is a trick my dad. Does. I was like, oh my god, Goofy was definitely homeless at one point. Yes. I wrote down I, Goofy's I is here. a life of tragedy. I wrote down here. Goofy has been through some shit. 
he's not only seen the death of his father, but he's also seen the death of his wife, and he's a single parent. He oversaw the death of his wife, probably, but go probably, ahead. Yeah. Yeah, Pete, <laughs> oh, yeah. Pete probably killed his wife. This this map is like what is just like the homeless, like riding the trains map. Like it's got all it's Fuck, originally had all dark. those symbols, like the etchings on the, the fence posts. Oh yeah, like safe to stop yeah. for food. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, but hi dad soup. Oh, like something that hit when I was a kid, I understood that it was sad when I was a kid. And now that I'm older, I'm like, oh boy. But but the joy the joy that he gets when when Max hands him the soup and it says hi dad. Like it is kind of nice. But there's a moment later that absolutely broke my heart in this movie. And you, I would assume that this would be it, but no, there's one that hurt a little bit harder for me. But Max has his moment of sadness here as he writes letters to his Civil War uh, darling back home. <laughs> My dearest Roxanne. Dear Theodosia. <laughs> I don't know if the movie makes it clear what Max's crime was, <laughs> but I think he lied. <laughs> If, how, how did you know? How did you know? I mean, he said, yes, he says it as he writes, he thinks it as he writes it, but that's the only indication we get that he lied, right? Uh, I mean, there, certainly there wouldn't be a moment of, again, making the subtext text. What did, I just love the idea of like him throwing the, the postcard out of the window and somehow it magically ends up at Roxanne's house. And she's like, you fucking. When I saw that heavy handed bit, I was like, wait, does this like blow back into the car and Goofy <laughs> finds it later? <laughs> and mails it for him. <laughs> I had a fleeting moment when he threw it out the window. I was like, wait a minute. Does this somehow like make its way back to Roxanne? Like, is this a weird yeah. thing? Like, It's just taped together like the letter to Doc Brown. Like <laughs> I taped it together. <laughs> okay. We all agree, Goofy dumb. But is Goofy really this dumb to to fall for all the stuff that happens next? Here's the thing: he 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 doesn't. We never get a chance to find out. Yeah, uh, because what happens is Max gets the map and he basically changes the end of the route. Like at the last moment, instead of going to Idaho, Idaho, he draws the line to L.A. And so, like, he keeps as much of the route intact as he could. Yeah. Uh, which first off, I don't know how if this is supposed to be sinister. Is there any kind of like lighting or visuals they could give me to let me know how I'm supposed to feel about this? <laughs> uh, I don't know that that bright orange, like doomish light. Uh, yeah, but Chris, you never get a chance to find out because basically, uh, you know, eventually Goofy would have looked at the map, but before he looks at the map at all again, yeah. he gives it to Max and makes Max the navigator. So that's true. After That's true. one of my favorite moments, eggs, eggs. Eggs. <laughs> I love this waitress. <laughs> it's just Ashley's face of eggs. <laughs> I'm torn. I get it. It's very fun, but also there are sometimes I'm just like in a shit mood, and I've come to a restaurant to eat bad food because I'm in a yeah. bad mood. Yeah, and I'm like, look, I just I'm gonna pay you. I'll tip you well. Just bring me my food. I don't want to engage. And then you'll get like a really chipper person who thinks they need to engage with you to like get their mm -hmm. tip. And I'm like, she's no. not trying to. She's like, did you have the eggs? Like, <laughs> he's the only other person at the table, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> but did he have the eggs? Maybe he misordered. <laughs> he's the only other person at the table. She wants him to acknowledge the smiley face oh. she made. This is for her, not for him. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> That's why Max is so angry throughout the film. He's surrounded by people who are doing things not for him, but for themselves. Yes. True. That's what that's what's going on here. I'd yeah. be pissed. Is, and then what is Max doing? But everything for himself. It, this entire this goofy cinematic universe. Yeah. 
is monstrous. But before <laughs> we get there, I do have a very important question. Three and a half. That's your answer. How many cups of sugar does it take to get to the moon? <laughs> I was a little let down with that line. Uh, well, well, which is a shame because Bill Farmer, yeah. according to the trivia, did 20 takes for that line. That's a waste. Wow. It's not a very that funny a moment. Waste. Since we're talking about a waste of time, let's talk about the amount of time that I wasted last night trying Jesus. to understand how many cups of sugar it would actually take. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be back. Just, Let me know when Chris is done. Just Chris has a, just a big whiteboard that just says, that's just a drawer that says like earth, the moon, and then just yes. sugar. So if you divide the amount of energy that it takes to reach to the moon by the amount of energy in a single cup of sugar, you get about 1,520 cups of sugar. This would equal to about 700 pounds of sugar. So the actual amount to get to the moon in energy is 700 pounds of sugar. That doesn't seem like that much. It really doesn't. I thought it would be at least 1,000. Okay, like hold up, hold up. I have just solved soci some societal problems. Okay, sugar industry... You don't have to worry about selling people on sugar anymore. Just dump all the sugar into the rocket ships and send it to the moon. It's right there. Right there. It's right Perfect. there. It's right there. Just we could get to Mars a lot just, quicker. Just high fructose corn syrup in those in those jet boosters. That don't was my favorite. Filter. Don't use a filter. <laughs> <laughs> ah, someone put stevia in this rocket. Yeah. <laughs> when when he asked the question, how many cups of sugar does it take to get to the moon? Merritt looks at me and goes, you're going to figure this out, aren't you? Like, yep. <laughs> I'm like, I just said, figure this out. And I'm like, we'll do this tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. To answer the question for you, Brandon, it's 700 pounds of sugar. <laughs> I left. <laughs> did you wait to do the part I didn't care about so I no, came back? I did that part too, but I'm like, he has to know. I have yeah, to tell we, him. We sat through all of it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I love you, Chris, but there's only so many Chris's math corners I can handle. <laughs> and the best part is I'm bad at math, but I'm like, I'll figure this out. I'm figuring it out. If You know what? If math had been trying to figure out how many cups of sugar it took to get to the moon, I probably would have majored in it in college, but that wasn't it for me. Just when he names in the navigator, it's very corny, but sweet, yeah. but also yeah. just a nightmare for a teen. Yeah. yeah. Like when you're a teenager, you don't want someone to call like everyone in this goddamn diner to have your attention called to you. I so still don't. I still I'm planning I still on doing it. So just get used to it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's once again, like Goofy means so well, but I'm like, you got to just just think this through. Think, do do something that he would like, nope. which now. Yeah. Fortunately, we get to the montage now that he's the navigator. OK, so what? What happens on the montage? They they go what? They go like on jet skis? amusement park, jet skis, it's jet skis, roller this coaster. Movie, this movie beat Son of Beast to the punch for uh, looping mm -hmm. wooden roller coasters. They go to Carl's Butt Caverns. <laughs> I like Carl's Butt. I say I have the whole list in order. It's jet yep. skis, roller coaster, monster truck, the House of Yarn. Oh, uh, House of they Yarn. kill a mime. They kill a fucking <laughs> and, mime. and like sneak away. Uh, as actually said, they go to the bat, the Carl's Butt Cavern, which is full of cat, uh, full of bats. Uh, and they go to a baseball game. Uh, throughout this, they also cut to this them getting a flat tire and replacing it. So, yeah. I I don't know if you're meant to believe that they had like eight flat tires throughout the trip, or if that is just like them intersplicing one incident 
I think it's uh, a one incident. So, I am surprised that they go to a sex hotel. <laughs> not 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 surprising at all when you put a teenager in charge of the navigation. Okay, good point. <laughs> this is this this is fair. Because it yeah. is also yeah. basically it's stated that Max picked the hotel. Yeah. yeah, it's a swinger hotel. It's a motel with a hot tub. Yeah, yeah, a motel with a hot tub. Goofy and Pete have all the STDs from getting in that hot tub. When I moved, I took a job. I think I've told told part of the story before. I took a job in Oregon when I got out of college because I needed a job. And they're like, do you want to move? And I'm like, great. Two weeks later, I'm in Oregon, whatever. But on my trip out there, I drove across country by myself because I was the only one going. And to entertain myself, I was like, oh, I want to stay at this like the weirdest places that I can stay, including the um, clown motel in Arizona. The haunted clown motel. That is, it's a thing. It's a real thing. Now you um, can laugh yourself to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, so here's the best part. So I, I book the hotel. It's super cheap. Oh Shocking. This. Right. I remember this. Yeah. And I show up and I walk in and I go, hi, I'm here. You know, I, I made a reservation a couple weeks ago and I'm just staying for the night. They go, wow, we didn't think you would actually show up. And I'm like, what do you mean? They go, nobody actually stays here. And I went, oh, okay. And I got my key. I went to my room and it's floor to ceiling clowns and it's a clown shaped bed. I sit down on it. I'm there for five minutes and I go, yeah, no, I'm not staying. So I went back to the front desk and I said, you can keep my money. I totally get it. I, I can't do it. They go, yeah, we know it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and I ended up staying at the motel six across the street and just staring at the clown wow. motel going, what was I thinking? Yeah. yeah you, you, ch- you went to the, what did the counter of the motel six? And you were like, man, I, I almost stayed in that clown motel. And they were like that clown <laughs> motel burned down 30 years ago. <laughs> 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. yep. Uh, yep. Now, Nick, not to make a character judgment, but I feel like you might have some fun commentary on sex motels. <laughs> Uh, your silence only <laughs> condemns you further. Yep. <sighs> um, or do you at least have an aerial nightlight to use to turn off and on? Yeah. So you are correct. I, I've, I've ne- it's not like I've never been to one. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where we'll leave it. So I will. Let's go back to the montage. I'm just looking for recommendations, man. Oh. Uh, have just you ever, text, okay. text me later. I just need those okay, five okay, star okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Have you ever stayed in the ones that are like teepees? I've done that. That's that's really <laughs> weird. And, and when you go to those sex hotels, like especially if they're like a high rated sex not on hotel, board with this. yeah, it's it's weird because like you'll go in and they'll have a mini bar, but the mini bar isn't like liquor or any like stuff I like mean, that. It's like strawberries and whipped cream, and you're like. This, oh I, no! I, shouldn't be at these I was gonna say, isn't sex hotel redundant? Like, isn't every hotel just a sex hotel? Like, if, if, if you with the right attitude, yeah. yeah. <laughs> be the sex hotel no, you want to see. Right. Yeah, Nick, even if it's self sex, it's still sex, baby. Yeah. Nick has something to say about the montage. Yeah. So this this is where it was became crystal clear for me that that Max is not the villain of the movie. That Goofy is in fact because as soon as Max gets the reins to the trip, yeah. It, he, he goes, they go and they go to jet skis. They go uh, monster trucks. He immediately sees his dad is not having a good time and goes, let's do something he wants to do. That's his true. His dad never did that. At no point did his dad 
think, oh, Max isn't having a good time. What would he want to do? No, this is all about Goofy. It's always been about Goofy. That's a good point. Nick. Max 2024. In defense. <laughs> this is worse. this is a Goofy movie. It's not a Max movie. It's a Goofy Correct. movie. Uh, Correct. That's yeah. a great that's a great point. That's a it's a okay. Yep, you're right. I gotta tell you though, out of all the things that could have made me mad in this movie, the only thing that actually made me physically nauseous and angry was the way they treat pizza and the most delicious looking pizza of all time. They don't eat it. It just, it's everywhere. When Goofy comes back after the hot tub incident, there's just pizza on the walls. What were they doing? Exactly. <laughs> it is a sex hotel. It, it is, is a sex hotel. hotel. <laughs> yeah. Also, there's fish. There's sex a, is not on my list. The, this this sex hotel has a has the water beds with fish in them. The fish are oh. deaf. The fish first off should be dead. Like they've, fish seen, they've seen, seen some things. shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they wouldn't oh, have seen God. anything because they should be dead. Like how how are you feeding them? Also, like who fucks on just like rubber and fish? Like ugh. we don't kink shame on this podcast, Chris. <laughs> I want to. That's why goldfish evolved to have a memory of ten. Yeah, <laughs> they're like we can't. Rival. Wait, wait, wait! In this world, could you imagine watching that and then, like, three seconds later, you're like, "Fuck!" Well, especially because the, oh, the goldfish oh, are not. Oh man, that's a living hell that they have to. Because because if they have a memory of three seconds, they're just they're re-experiencing it for a while. Over and over and it's over. just ugly sex all the time. <laughs> Are, they're not anthropomorphized. That's so true. The, what if they were? What oh. if they were? <laughs> it's like sexy fish ladies in the in the bed, trapped in the okay, trapped in vinyl. I'm here. Speaking of sexy fish women, the uh, Roxanne mermaid light switch with the light up seashell bra. Uh, that's an aerial. It's aerial. aerial yeah, but it, but Roxanne it's got it's got the Roxanne nose. It's definitely I do, it's definitely made to resemble because, because everyone in this world's well. a tog except for Pete. Yeah. Apparently, I am really uncomfortable with the way that like both Goofy and Max are really excited about that light switch. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Goofy should be like. Okay, let's let's leave the light switch alone. You know, well, Goofy's or, a single dad. It might might it might have been a while for Goofy. And, well, uh, no, it's it not been a while. No, for it Goofy. is not. Goofy. <laughs> Goofy pools, my friend. Goofy pools. <laughs> <laughs> I got a big dick. Sorry, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> you know what they say no, about cool. you know what they say about men with long noses. <laughs> long dicks. They're That's dog men. <laughs> <or? laughs> There it is. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, Chris, I'm not saying that we are comporting ourselves with much class, but whatever class we did have is now gone. You're welcome. It's always me. It's always going to be me. Speaking of no class, Pete and Peach show up and just like burst into this hotel. Yeah, oh he, God, he's, yeah. he's charging his base. He's charging his giant, amazing RV that I want inside of uh, a Goofy's hotel room. Also, why is it leaking? Did you notice that it's yeah, like leaking cord? water? Yeah, I think yeah. he's I think he's dumping a sewage tank into the toilet. Ew! Ew. I think that's like all the cables at once. Oh, um, it's so Ew. much worse. That that means. Oh. Yeah. So Max reveals what he's done to PJ, uh, and Pete overhears. Mm-hmm. So then Pete is like, it's, it's Christmas for Pete because he gets to go give awful news to someone. It is the best mm. day of Pete's life. And not only does he get to give bad news to someone, he gets to give bad news to Goofy. How small is Pete's dick? Because, like, I don't understand any. this 
Yeah, it's an error. Yeah. <laughs> I've got an angry I've got an angry inch. Angry yeah. However, inch. they they gave him a great joke because he sits down in the hot tub, all the water splashes out. He goes, People are always putting too much water in these things. Yeah. And I was like, oh such a nice little moment. That's, so that's like a good a t- one. Because in his mind, that's exactly it. In his mind, yeah. he's like, it's weird that every hot tub manufacturer, they just keep filling these up too high. It, I don't, it's such a weird flaw that everyone else has. If he's an, if he's a bear, which I'm assuming just by how big he is, he's a bear. Like, yeah, that, he's not overweight, really. Not for a bear. He's just a bear. The great tragedy of this film that has several heartbreaking tragedies is the one time that Goofy goes, I'm going to question something. I'm going to push back against something that's said to me. It's yep. the one time that Peter's telling the truth. Yep. <laughs> and I wrote down, worst person you know has a point. <laughs> so, okay, he goes to the car. He does see the map, but he doesn't open the map. And then it just, like, magically Falls actually, like, again. punches the dashboard because yeah. men don't know how to process anger. The way he reacts, we, we can all agree that he saw what happened. He saw that the map was changed, right? We yes, that's why he was that. depressed. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's yeah. left or right. Left or right. Uh, yeah, that's why he's playing head games with his fucking kid instead of being an adult, which we'll yeah, get at to. The, at the famous California-Idaho junction. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, the, the, but I just want to say, of the many haunting things in this film, depression goofy when he just like stumbles into the hotel room. This is the thing that hit me. Scars me. It's like yeah, white E.T. It, it's so scary. Uh, yeah, it is heartbreaking. It hurt watching that. He just goes over, shuts the lights off, and like curls up in the fetal position. No blanket. While his son is watching TV, oh, it's I, that's like even even before the even before he even looks at the map. Like as he gets in the mm-hmm. car and he just like the whole that whole scene, you would just you just feel it radiating off of him, like that he doesn't want to he be, he doesn't want to believe it, but he believes it. I have a false memory, by the way, of this movie. You do, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Um, no, there's a moment where where he curls up on the the seashell bed and he's like his back is away from Peach and uh Max and he's sad and everything. I swore that these clamshell beds closed. I don't know why. Like I thought he like at one point just like reaches up and just like shuts the clam <laughs> over. It way better. It would be way better if that was true. That's true. Chris should have been in the writers room when you were 6 punching up these jokes. <laughs> What if he had a clamshell bed and he pulled his shut? <laughs> Who let this he's, kid in he's here? He's slamming himself up. Yeah, it'll be good. Shut up, you idiot. He's pitching us gold. <laughs> Pure gold. Now, how sexy should we make this dog girl? I don't know what sexy is, but a watt. A watt. <laughs> All right, you heard him. More thigh. <laughs> now, see, Chris, what happened is it's a white dress. Can we have, how sexy do you want her? And just immediately your voice would drop a lot. Anyway... <laughs> This fucking shit, this this is the time where I definitely blame Goofy. I think objectively Goofy's in the wrong here because he doesn't say anything to Max. He does the weird power move of forcing him to like tell him the wrong direction. Yeah. Then he pulls off the road and storms off like a fucking spoiled teenager. Like you have to be the adult. I understand teens are the worst, but you have to be the adult in this scenario mm-hmm. and actually just talk, like, big, I mean, talk the, to yourself. The one thing that like, just the way that Goofy plays it, like the, his, the moment of the the left or right, left or right, like, and I think some of it is what comes through in like Bill Farmer's performance. That like it really feels like even to that moment, Goofy's like he's seen the map, he's seen the change, and there's but there's that part of him that's holding on. That's like maybe it's not true. Maybe yeah. maybe at the end of the day, maybe he'll 
he'll do the right thing. He'll go yep. right. And just like, it's and right up until that moment. And then when he says left, Goofy becomes scary angry. You know that yes. angry where it's like someone is just, they're just quiet. Because mm-hmm. he's never actually been betrayed before, or at least he doesn't realize that he's been he betrayed. He doesn't know he's been betrayed. Well, yeah, he's been betrayed he's plenty, optimist. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah Pete's but he's the ultimate yeah. optimist. <laughs> yeah, Pete, Pete's wife stayed with Pete, so Goofy's been betrayed before. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I did have to laugh, though, because there's a moment where he tries to play 20 questions with him, or like, guess who this person is in the car while he knows his dad is angry because he made him go left instead of right. And he makes a reference to Disney and he pulls over and gets out of the car and Merrick goes, why is he so upset about Walt Disney? And I had to almost pause the movie to go, really? (laughs) Really? Yeah. Um, There's a lot of reasons. (laughs) Goofy has this like angry teenage outburst where he's like, I'm probably too stupid to understand. And I was like, wait, did, did Max call him stupid? Like, I feel like there are plenty of insults to Max through his way, but stupid wasn't one of them. Yeah, no, he's been called stupid before, and he's doing one of those things where, like, every bad thing that's ever been said to him is coming back up in this moment. And he's just reliving every bad incident of his life, and he's taking it out on Max. I don't get Ashley. Men are famously great at processing negative emotions. (laughs) I know. Max is also guilty of it because, you know, he learned from his dad. But, like, when he throws the possum out the window, like, yeah, it's just taking your anger out on something that isn't actually what you're angry about. So wait, then do we think that Max's mom is dead or that she just got really tired of the bullshit and just left? She's dead. No one leave Goofy. He's the perfect man. That's true. Good point. Uh, yeah. So they, they run down the cliff. They're, I do like that they have the fight like in the middle of danger. I think it's a great way to keep kids interested in like yeah. the heavy emotional work that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. I think it was an incredibly smart decision. Uh, and then we get a song. And it's a great yeah. song. It's a yeah. cute song. Nobody else but you. So it's fun. Yeah. No. Yeah. Nobody else but I like. Do you think it's a little too romantic for a father and son to be singing? Yes. Though? A little bit. Yes. A little okay. bit. Okay. There are there are a lot of awkward like side gla- like if if you recut this in the right way you'd be like oh this is a very uncomfortable like I think it needs to be like five percent more jaunty because I don't have that feeling about um if I didn't have you like I don't get romantic vibes from if I didn't have you yeah and I feel like that's like swinging and little a little more upbeat and I feel like that's the feel you need for the song to be like hey we're best buds. I, but it also is a sweet song between a father and son, and you do yeah, see yes. them reconcile at the end, and it's really nice. I like the rhyme catastrophe with trophy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. I love Goofy getting a giant fish on his foot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Also, I love that uh, they, they get sucked into a vortex, and that is not <laughs> even remotely out. a danger. Yeah. Not and a problem whatsoever. Out. No fear, no results. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Well, they listen, they it, get sucked in this vortex and they just are like, they're like Valhalla. Bring it on. By the way, like at some point, being Goofy's son would have to be exhausting, right? Like uh-huh. mentally, physically. The yeah, whole. it was probably about six years ago, which is why Max is the way he is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but however, he- the good news of being Goofy's son is once he explains Goofy is a hundred percent on board. Oh, he's, he's ride or die. He's yeah. like, well, I guess we gotta get you on stage at the world's largest rock star. But also, like, 
yeah, we'll get to it, but they have no trouble getting backstage at the world's most. Goofy's a genius. <laughs> yes, you're right. He he's the Wait, world's he's, dumbest genius. He's like an idiot savant. He yes. really is. He really is. I believe um, there are cutscenes because I, I believe that the because uh, the singer at the end is supposed to be the big woman from the car. Uh huh. Yeah, because also oh, it looks also like her the little, little guy, her little dude, is a roadie. Yeah, yeah. because he's one and of so the guys this, throwing the guitars. That was going to be part of it. Like there was a scene with like since they interacted with them before. Like so, I oh. I think they tried to explain it, and then they realized, oh, it doesn't fucking matter. All that matters is they're immediately backstage. Yep. yep. Uh, but, but this waterfall. Dude, the waterfall. waterfall. The waterfall's fun. I I think this is a, f- a fun moment of like. Obviously, like we've seen Goofy basically be exploded multiple times. Like you know he's walking away from these rapids. Fine, but there is a moment of um of anxiety when he goes over the waterfall because I'm like, well, fuck, maybe Goofy doesn't make it. I I don't know. And then There's also get- yeah. I love his expression after he goes. A waterfall, and there's just this a, a moment a where he just has just this like he's just goes serene like, bliss, dead, yeah, it's just like dead face, <laughs> just like, mm-hmm. and it just kills me. It's so good. I I got to tell you though, like out of all the the like the staple of characters, Donald Duck, Goofy, Minnie, Mickey, Daisy, all of them, Goofy was always my favorite. I he's he's the best, and and I didn't yeah. gravitate as much towards the main cast. I was like a Darkwing Duck guy. Oh, well, same. Obviously, and as a Gizmo 90s kid, duck. I liked all the 90s stuff, you know, but if, from, from like as a child, even as a child before, like you got Goof Troop and Tailspin and, you know, Chip and Dale and all that, like my dad would even say, oh, yeah, Goofy was always your favorite because he's just ridiculous. And he's, yeah. You know, Donald Duck out. taught me math, though, and I'm bad at math. He did. Uh, Donald <laughs> Duck gave me a lot of days off in calculus class because our calculus teacher was not very good. <laughs> oh, no. We watched that. Donald was also a Nazi for, well, in a nightmare, yeah. he was briefly. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't I, his fault. I say we watched Donald Math Magic Land uh, like two or three times a year in that calculus class. <laughs> yeah. I also felt the anxiety of the waterfall moment. It's just like, oh gosh, this is this is real. The real at that point. Uh, well, I mean, and because what Disney movies have taught us up to this point, by Disney fil- villain falling rules, Goofy is dead. The second he disappears <laughs> below the falls, he's dead. I forgot that Merritt wrote a note in my notes. <laughs> He goes, what is this reverse Mufasa bullshit? <laughs> well, actually, I do want to shout out. I think it's a pretty cleverly designed thing because we have a couple turns in it. Because at first, oh. Goofy is safe. Goofy is like on rocks and yeah. stuff trying to get Max to safety, yeah. but he fails. But then Max falls off and immediately gets the parachute that's like lifting him up. Yeah. So then Goofy is going down the water. And then he grabs the pole, but then the handle slips off. Like it's a whole series. They, they have a really great way of like, okay, this is in danger. Now this is safe, but this is in danger. Yeah. And then it we does. get the, the perfect cast comes back and he saves his dad. This is the strongest fishing line <laughs> in the history of fishing lines. Like it caught a Bigfoot earlier and uh-huh. now it's holding Goofy up. Ashley, just- this is the perfect cast. It wouldn't be perfect if your line snapped. True. <laughs> True. It would be a so-so cast. Yeah. Decent at best. Or it would be a, a miscast. Yeah. But as we said, you could you could waste time answering questions like what happened to Bigfoot or like how do they get there to into the concert? But let's just smash cut to the get good to the shit. Goddamn baby. fireworks factory, man. It's <laughs> me standing on the sideline of an improv set going like cut to inside the concert. We're there. It's done. 
yeah. I don't need to see how you got there. And also the nuns are there. I would throw that in. Yeah. <laughs> also, there's I, I a honestly, bunch of nuns. I thought there was way more stuff that happened before they got on stage. Yeah, too. same. I yep. really do. This happens yeah. so fast. Yeah. Well, one thing that does happen, though, is Max sees those dancer walk by and Max has another sexual awakening. And by yes, Max, I mean, Brandon, I really <laughs> all them wiggly dancers. <laughs> I want to say knowing this kind of like, uh, you know, like all of these edits, you know, the, where like the big lady and the small dude were supposed to be like in it more. I it breaks my heart a little bit that that was the case, because I really just wanted it to be goofy accidentally walks in on the big lady and he appreciates her sensuality. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just I just really personally appreciated. Goofy. I kind of wanted him to be hey, like, girls. oh, yeah. <laughs> First off, he okay. does appreciate her sensuality. He's just yeah. embarrassed that he like interrupted her. But he yeah. is like, oh, oh, he's into it. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, it makes yeah. me happy. He, he should, yeah, he shows no like rejection his of relationship it. with Pete make a little bit more sense. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Did, so. Yeah. So here we go, folks. Eye to eye. Uh, what a fucking banger. This now, the question song. is, what song in the uh, 1995 Oscars should it have knocked out of contention? <gasps> because right, we have, have Colors of the Wind, which won. No. Yeah, that's okay. yeah. Dead Man Walking from Dead Man Walking by Bruce Springsteen. No. Have Bruce you ever really loved a woman from Don Juan DeMarco? Moonlight from Sabrina. I do love Moonlight, though. And You've Got a Friend in Me. Oh, shit. Uh, I don't know. The Bruce Bruce Springsteen doesn't deserve. (laughs) Yeah, like, I feel like he's just nominated because, like, well, it's Bruce Springsteen. We got to throw him in there, right? Yeah, like. It's no secret garden. He already got his Oscar. Yeah, I think I think you can get rid of Bruce easily. Yeah, either that or have you ever really loved a woman? I mean, yeah, it's. No, no, you cannot get rid of "Have You Ever Really Loved a Woman." That's a great song. I think. You I mean, I tie of- though. It's I tie. It's replacing it. Yeah, <laughs> you could get, you could get rid of "Moonlight" from Sabrina just because it's it's just kind of a jazz standard, and I don't think it necessarily needs to be in this. But it's going to get in there because it's John Williams for a song, which is not something that happens very often. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, uh, yeah. Springsteen's uh, out, man. Yeah, sorry, Springy. That's that's why I call him. He and I are hang out. Yeah, we're really close. Overnights. Yeah. yeah. So, so eye to eye. It was actually really weird that you didn't talk on the him and Barack Obama podcast. Like I, was, I was in the room and I, cool could, I couldn't find there. it. In. I just assumed you would talk. I, I was like waiting and I couldn't find a good moment to jump in. It was weird. Yeah. I. It's yeah. It's kind of like Nick through this entire the, but, episode. No. See, the problem with Bruce yeah, well, Springsteen and Obama is they're all no but. There's no yes and. So if it let's say it replaced that song, how well does it do against the other songs? It doesn't beat. It Colors does not win. win. Yeah. It still no, doesn't it's win, but. But it's I think knowledge. It just it needed to be in contention. It needed to be a I contender. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think agree. Colors to the Wind still wins that. Uh, but I think it, it's it's top three at least for the year. Yeah. Because I think it's better than You Got a Friend in Me, which I think mm-hmm. is an overrated. Well, song. I mean, if you go on YouTube right now, it has a bajillion covers. And Colors of the Wind doesn't. Well, oh uh, yeah, that's because mediocre song. men like to sing I die <laughs> with their acoustic guitars. It's true. Or the acapella but, groups. Huh, oh fuck. So no one, no one who's ever been in an acapella group has any of the charisma <laughs> of Tevin Campbell. It's true. It's true. I made a comment here. What is Stacy's outfit? And I've totally forgotten. What it's like a. Oh, she, it's I the question. Oh yeah. No, but she has a, She has feathers in her hair that that's are sticking right. straight yeah, up. Yeah, that's kinda, the part that's like. 
It's, it's kind of looks like rainforest. what makes the red man red. And I don't I understand why she's dressing this way either. for a Powerline concert. Yeah, but because <laughs> it went rainforest. Yeah, I was gonna tell you. I was gonna say. Oh, that that's too. right. Actually, it's rainforest themed. <gasps> Merritt had to point it out to me. She goes, "It's rainforest themed." She's part of the tribe that's trying to save the rainforest. I'm like, oh. God damn it. They thought of everything. Yeah. They thought of it all. Um, during it. this chase, so Goofy is immediately on stage. Like two seconds in, he's on stage with yep. Powerline. And Powerline is just like, all right. Powerline just runs with happening. it because he's he's a cool dude. Powerline um, is into it. Meanwhile, like well, everyone goofy. who meets everyone Goofy is goofy. into it. Yeah. 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 Yep. But so, yeah, Max here. Max does his father proud and kills a man. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you because I think. How long? How far into the scripting process do you think they were trying to get it that it was basically Pete backstage chasing them? Because I think in a more traditional oh, yeah. narrative, Pete would have been the final obstacle. Like, no, if you do this, it proves that sons well, can do what they want and still love their fathers. And it does even look like him, and it looks like they might have just animated. It like it might be the same voice actor. I think it's the yeah. same voice actor. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, it basically is Pete, but they're just like, well, it doesn't make sense for it to be Pete, so we're just going to make Pete two and have it be the roadie. It's it's Pete's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> Also, um, apparently, but, the crocodile for Peter Pan appears backstage. Uh, makes sense. To the trivia. It's, yeah. Hey, it's a Powerline concert backstage. It gets wild back there. It gets wild. Oh yeah, I mean they the, blow, the audience well, they goes blow up to crystal balls. So why not? <laughs> the audience goes wild for never smile at a crocodile. Like just yeah. as soon as that. <laughs> <laughs> but then we uh yeah so uh Max yes as Brian says murders this man <laughs> as he's like chasing him across lighting scaffold. Yes. Yeah, it's like it's like Back to the Future too. Just. <laughs> but after murdering a man, Max slides on stage, and they all do the dance together. And we cut back to the party, and Roxanne is not not a dry so, seat in the house. No, so <laughs> sopping head to toe, sopping wet. Like it's really uncomfortable because Stacy's like, my mom just got this brand new carpet. Uh, it was it was rainforest theme. She should have expected it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and it's about to get cheese whiz all over it too. So yeah, Roxanne's Roxanne's like, I hope he got good health insurance because I'm snapping that dick off. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then Bobby drops his cheese can and touches hands with Stacy, and he's just like. I'm horny. Yeah, Ashley broke it down. I think, I hope they, like, I know they don't because of the sequel, but like, they should stay together because that's the dynamic she needs in a successful relationship. That's true. true. Actually, I don't think Bobby gets a girlfriend in the second movie either. He's just like, he's too stoned. Yeah. He's just floating, man. He's flying high the whole. Uh, But then we get the Ursula looking woman who appears on stage just wailing. Yeah. This woman goes on tour with Powerline. To just come out for the last 10 seconds of his and finale. Him. And Which, she's worth it. By worth the way, every it penny. explains why her voice is so deep and brassy the rest of the time, because all she does is wail. Let's be honest. The, the, audience, the audience is yeah. not here for Powerline. They're here for her. Yeah. yeah. She's, like she's the, the number one star in the world, and with yes. good reason. Yes, Powerline absolutely. is the warm-up act. Also, the balls on this movie for us not to see what happens to them at the end of the Powerline concert. We they don't get, get like arrested, yeah, right? we don't get Powerline <laughs> being like it was real cool y'all came on stage or whatever. Who are you? Like yeah. nothing. Thing. Nothing uh, bad look, happens Chris, in the world to the goofs. <laughs> this movie shows you know you get a movie down to 78 minutes by just cutting to the yeah. good shit. 
Yeah. We don't need to see what happens to them. He, we just he, cut to the good shit. He holds up the secret society goof map. He's like, oh, yeah, we cool, man. It's fine. It's all right. This is how, you know, this is a pre 9-11 movie because no. we don't yeah. you know. We, they don't see any consequences. <laughs> None at all. None well, at all. Well, if they're coded as white men, then yeah. they can definitely get away with it. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so we cut to uh, the, back at Roxanne's house and the... The car survived. How the fuck does <laughs> As this, this car, car limps up to Roxanne's house. Oh my um, god. I, it's only through the greatest restraint that Roxanne doesn't jump his bones right there on the porch because she wanted to. But like I love that his opening line is basically, I'm a liar who lies. Please love me. Yeah. Also, <laughs> like, Goofy continues as the best dad because when he pulls up, he's like, Hey, tell her the truth. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. Goofy's like Goofy is just the goddamn best. Except for yeah. the like when he acts like a petulant teen and then he won't like th- just those weird oversights on his part. Like yeah. that's why it seems out of nowhere because otherwise he's perfect. Well, you know, Brandon, again, every work of every work of art must have one must have at least one flaw so as not to offend God. That's yeah. fair. Uh, yeah. So so Max shows up. Thank God he finally tells her the truth and she's like, the, "Why?" She's so baffled. She's like, why on earth would you do this elaborate, weird web of lies? I do like that her dad is like watching them through the mailbox, too. It's just like, mm-hmm. daddy, and hangs it up. It's, it makes me um, happy. But she, yeah, so then she, she the big reveals we discussed, she liked him just from hearing his laugh. So before even the dance, she liked him. Uh, they're laughing, having a good time. He gives her another a yuck before he gives her a fuck. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's so yeah. shitty. It was the lowest hanging fruit. I couldn't. It was gonna hit the ground if I didn't grab it. <laughs> but legit, he does kiss. He does. They make a date for the like the following week, and he gives her a kiss. And I wrote down that a mouth kiss is Disney's eighth base. Yes, <laughs> yes. And then the car explodes, and Goofy <laughs> flies up in the air. Yep. And we get one a Yahoo we, yep. and that's it. No, and I'm we, like, we get it. There's a couple in the movie. Are there more Yahoo? Yeah. Well, one there's one at the very end one. of the credits. Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that uh, one because I didn't finish the credits. Well, I'll be there's with you. Ah, uh, shoot. Where is it? Oh, I couldn't one finish at the beginning. Uh, I couldn't yeah, finish it too um, much. I'd already come four times. It's fine. Oh, come on. Once again. <laughs> We didn't have much class. It's it's Chris. It's literally the opening of the movie when the title appears. That's the first yeah, time yeah, you hear yeah. it. Okay, that doesn't count to me because it's just a title card. We don't see Goofy go a Yahoo. I don't count it. <laughs> I gotta see him in peril, and I gotta hear him say it. What do you want out of life, Chris? What do you? I want to see Goofy get in perilous situations and go Yahoo. It's That's like it. if anybody had gone yip yip in the credits. Of the yes. last Airbender. Yes. Oh man, better movie is the, this is my the goddamn dramatic, yip yip. <laughs> just the, <laughs> the dramatic, like the last Airbender first. Yip yip. <laughs> <laughs> or you just see, you see Momo go Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all agree we fucking love this. Right? That, well, I think most importantly, we just finished an episode that's probably twice as long as the movie. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yes. because uh, unlike the movie, we didn't cut right to the good stuff. That's true. We, we kept all the of, shitty comments. Yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. The this shitty podcast comments is are no- still here. It's nothing but the bad stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. We are the trash and we watched a treasure. Yep. Uh, I, no, I yeah, we all love this movie. We're, we're in the target treasure. demo. Every man's treasure. This is every man's treasure for Roxanne me. is every man's treasure. Oh, this is a movie my so sisters and I actually agree on and we'll watch together 
all the time. Like we we're big dis we're a big Disney family, but we don't like the same stuff. Like they hate Star Wars. I love Star Wars. They've never watched it, but that's neither here nor there. So we had a lot of arguing growing up. You know, it's two girls, one guy. You know, the whole thing. But goofy movie and extremely goofy movie were on repeat in our house, and we both we love it a lot. I love this movie. All right. Uh, well, Nick, you're you're the you're the self proclaimed biggest. Uh, you're eight foot four, as we said. No, no, yeah, yeah, largest. It's important. Yeah, you're largest, the largest yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. goofy movie fan. Uh, first off, I know just from coincidence the uh, the first rehearsal I was at with you, you had a Powerline shirt on. That's right. That's uh, I want right. to know uh, what how is that the only merch you have, or do you have other shirts and things from no, the movie? No, that's the, that's the only one. It's a it's um it's, it's a good the, one. So yeah. yeah, it's a tour. It's a tour T shirt. It's got the fake dates on the back. Oh, I have that one too from Target. Yeah, from Target. I love that shirt. It's a great so shirt. Good. Hell All right. Uh, any other thoughts? I want. I want you to. This is your. This is your platform to express all your very tall thoughts on uh, a goofy movie. <laughs> I think we covered it. Um, talking about the 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 extremely goofy movie. I, it's weird. I I think I've seen that one more than I've seen this one. But there's way more that stuck with me in this than in the second one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, it was just. I, I guess it was probably like age, right? You just some at some at that certain age where things just get burnt into your brain forever. I love the movie. It's 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 great. Um, it's been a while since I watched it, so thanks for the uh, excuse to watch it again. Hell yeah. Glad we had you on board. Um, but uh, so I guess it's time for something that doesn't make us happy, <laughs> and let's uh, turn the table over to Chris. Yeah, we're we're glad you had a great time, Nick. We're about to ruin it. Oh boy. <laughs> um this 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 movie obviously has a huge following. A huge following. People love this movie. So mm-hmm. this week I pulled two reviews from uh, from one person, a five star and a one star review, um, because it's my want to do, and this is my lot in life. So this week I was introduced by a person who goes by L Death Rage. <laughs> yep, great start. Death great, Rage. Great start. Yeah, yep. Sure. Uh, what do we think the, the L stands for? Ladies. Lady Death Rage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I assumed it was like EL, like Spanish. Oh no, just L, like the letter <laughs> L. Death Rage. L. Death Rage. They gave it a five stars. Obviously, the title is a yuck. It says, <laughs> "Yep, I I love Goofy Movie. The DVD came packaged well, so it wouldn't crack or break. And shipping was fast. Price was cheap. Movie is great. You know, just generic stuff. This um, movie arrived in a container. It was yes. on a disc." When I played the disc, movie showed. So, so many reviews oh. that mention that shit. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes <laughs> it doesn't happen. Sometimes it comes and it's just shattered. <laughs> All right. All right, Chris. Um, Nick, bum I, us always, out. I always try to ask a, a new guest that's never been on the show before. Is there anything that you think that we that this person might have reviewed that we're going to pull that we're going to talk about? Any thoughts? So if they like this, um, let's, let's I mean, did they review the sequel? Let's There's no to- right answer. It's not a fun thing because Chris sure. pulls weird shit. So I don't know why he insists on asking guests. <laughs> it's, it's One fun. day it's uh, going to happen and I'm going to be like, all right, just say no. bananas. <laughs> bananas is always a good guess. Well, it, it, no, they don't like bananas. Um, this person doesn't like bananas. I can tell. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're L death rage. That's yeah, the yeah. one star <laughs> review. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> too spicy. <laughs> too banana. <laughs> Half star too spicy. <laughs> don't recommend no um i flip-flops they bought flip-flops okay i mean that's a, i think that's a solid guess um i'm gonna give you the one star review first okay, okay? the one star review is for a super mario New- nintendo mushroom kingdom castle playset. one star review the title just says buyer 
beware. Okay. It is tiny and not worth $30. It doesn't even come with Peach. It only came with Bowser, which makes zero sense because he has his own damn castle. And it's way better than this garbage. Chris, the princess is in another castle. I know. (laughs) I know. There's nothing to it but one door that you can store a figurine in. The back is flat with nothing to play with. (laughs) Relatable. Ladies. That's Uh, on my dating profile. (laughs) (laughs) Then she continues to say, I didn't open this, but gave it to my husband for Christmas. And I was so excited to see his face. And he was meh about the whole thing. The seller would not accept a return. So we ran it over with our car. <laughs> As normal people do. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. okay. okay. Chris, is, are we going to find out the status of this person's divorce in the next review? Oh, no. uh, but we do find out that they have children. Oh, no. Oh, no. I was going to say, this, this person's in an open relationship. Like, <laughs> oh. All right, kids, take any presents you didn't like this year and put them in the driveway. <laughs> and the five star review for this oh, week no. from L Death Rage. No sex swing. She reviewed of Mice and Men, the book. <gasps> oh God! Damn it. <laughs> it's it, just like a goofy movie. They go on the road. <laughs> gave it five stars, and the title. This is why I pulled this. The title of his review is "How Young Is Too Young." No. What? What? No. What? I love this book. I remember reading it as a kid and read it for the first time to my six-year-old son for homeschool. Uh, okay. First off, that's a problem. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, no. Yeah. No. No, no. Hold on. Some people think that I'm being irresponsible <laughs> because the ending of the book but my boy is going to be well-rounded and educated. I don't yell at you and tell you how to raise your kids, so leave me and mine alone! My kid's going to be well-rounded, running over toys he doesn't like in the driveway. Strangling blondes in barns. (laughs) Petting the rabbits till their heads fall off. My Jesus son's Christ. not gonna be not my son's not gonna ask any questions about the rabbits. I just every, why every, I love that it's because she it's a cesspool. So, she's talking to one other woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's yelling at a woman. <laughs> she's she's in a Facebook group for homeschool moms. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And yep. she's pissed off. Yeah. And she took it out on Amazon. <laughs> so while still giving the review of five stars. It's so fucking beautiful. Here's the thing. It's like and asking if it was okay. <laughs> the book is fine. She's mad at if if the reviewer for her her one her one Facebook friend, it would be a one star review. But it's a five star review because the book. Nick, here's the thing. There are times where I look into the abyss and the abyss looks back at me and it's horrifying and I don't know if I'm ever going to come back from Amazon. And then there are weeks like this where I'm like, oh, I just saw an entire Elizabethan drama just (laughs) pour out in front of me. And I I have to I have to share it. I have to share it with everyone. I uh, it's a burden, but God damn it. It's also a pleasure. You're doing the world of service. I'll say this. I did pull up this uh, Mario Castle playset. (laughs) 
It's pretty shitty. I do have to say, it's. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's very clear and upfront that it is just the castle and Bowser. Yeah, it has a Bowser figurine. But it's I like, can't be. I, I, I will say I'm baffled as to why it would be that way. And also, but it's, I, I think it's very the, clear about that fact. I can't. Believe, I when I saw it last, I, I saw it Friday or I think it was Friday night or Saturday. It doesn't matter. Um, it was twenty six dollars when I saw it. I'm like, twenty six dollars is a little more reasonable than thirty. I'm I surprised can, you didn't order it. That. No, I don't want it. I I'm not a big enough Mario fan to own it. You know, I'm really worried about this woman because I feel like she bought this and she was excited about it and she gave it to her husband and he was like, ew. And she was like, run it over with the car. Well, like that's that leads me to, to the next question, Ashley. Do you think she initiated the running over at the car or he did? Oh, it's definitely him. Yeah. Right. Uh, but also I, she no, looked no, up- I think it was her. I think it, it was her. Right? She's overcompensating. She thought she was giving him a good gift. Okay. He was disappointed and she was like, uh, you're right. We should run it over with the car. That's what we should do. <laughs> uh, however, also, if she had spent four more dollars, she could have got the Bowser's Castle with Bowser's figure and it's much cooler. Ooh. Well, yeah, just do that. I'm going to order a bunch of Mario sets now. We can talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> How they're flat in the back with nothing to play with. Play with. Zero to play with in the back. That's my type. Oh, it's the best. I fucking flat love in the it. back with nothing to play with. <laughs> All right. Well, Nick, thank you so much for being our guest. Tell the yeah, people sure. where can they find you? What should they know about you? Tell them about um, the band, about the performing. Yeah, um, I'm in an improv group called Face Club, and I'm in a band called Jinx the Fox. And yeah, social media accounts that you follow for those. Um, yeah, you can find Face Club at Face Club Comedy on most things, and Jinx the Fox is at Jinx the Fox Band because we can't get. Some 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 jerks got the uh, Instagram handle from like eight years ago and made like three posts and then left the account and I can't claim it. Boo. Yes, that's the yeah. worst. But yay, Face Club and Jinx the Fox. Yeah, Whoop. Had, out. Do you have any shows coming up in the next month or so? Um, no, we are recording right now. Oh, uh, awesome. We're two days out of three days done, and uh, we'll have some new music to listen to shortly. Excellent. Nice. And uh, can we hear you on like iTunes or Spotify, anything like that? Yeah, there's one song up right now. It's on all the streaming platforms. Any place you listen to music, it's available. Fantastic. All right. Well, if you have a uh, first off, thank you again for joining us. And sure, actually, thank you for thank you. connecting us with another awesome human being to talk about great things like a goofy movie. But if you have a movie that you'd like us to review or talk about, you can drop that in our email at any point. That is trashwatchpodcast at gmail.com. Of course, we are happy to share your podcast as well, or at least give it a listen and see what's going on. And Brian, what are our social media accounts? We are on Facebook and Instagram at Trash Watch Podcast, and we are on Twitter at Trash Watch Cast. And also, good luck to Brandon. A couple days from the release of this, he is going to be riding in Peloton, and I think you hit your goal, didn't you? Yeah, I already saw my money, so I'm good to go. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Very Ooh. great. Congrats. Yep. And uh, yeah, anything else going on for anybody else? Any things to plug? Uh, this come out after that. Uh, TBD, the musical, will have a show August 20 something <laughs> I should probably know that before I plug it. <laughs> 20 something is. Uh, well, while you're looking that up, um, I'm going to be in uh, the Secret Garden in Schiller Park for Actors Theater here in Columbus, Ohio. We open up on August 12th. We're going to be running Thursday through Saturday until September 
the fifth. And of course, we uh, mentioned this before, but we have been nominated for the best comedy podcast in the city here in Columbus, Ohio, as well as best podcast of the year by the Columbus Podcast Awards. So please go to ColumbusPodcastAward.com and uh, drop us a, a a vote if you can. It's just a quick, simple click and use your email, and that would mean a lot to us. And we'll find out whether people like us or not by the end of August. Yep. And the details on that, uh, you can see TBD, the improvised musical at the Phoenix Banquet Center. And that is on August 20th at 8 p.m. with our musical guest, Stefan Ferencamp, will be joining us on that one. Ooh, that'll be awesome. All right. Well, until next week, where we go to college and the X Games with an extremely goofy movie, I'm <laughs> Yuck Chris. I'm Brian. <laughs> so the sadness oh my god <laughs> brian is depressed goofy that's all this is Whoa, I, I know what happened because brian is like do i have to do a sound effect what the fuck Chris? <laughs> i gotta keep brian on his toes man well i oh, the Brandon. tables have turned because normally <laughs> we used to do the thing where we'd introduce ourselves at the beginning and i'd have some some like killer bit that would just break everyone's brains right off the bat and we don't do that anymore. I'm ranting. Go back to that. Okay. We okay. Here we that. go. Here we go. I got it. I'm Chris. I'm ranting. The end. Podcast over. Wait. I miss Maple. <laughs> 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 and our we and our special guest. I'm uh, Nick. I'm Nick Myers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, Let's cut all this out. It's too sad. But keep that. Use that for a tag.